0: Oh, greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the Best 10 Movie Related Show on the Planet at the John Campia Show, coming to you from right here on my YouTube channel. I am, of course, your host, John Campia, and it is an awesome honor and privilege, as it is every day, to have you, our international friends, gather around we talk about our favorite things in the world, movies, movie news, TV, and streaming, and all sorts of good things. Now, it is Thursday today or as aaron cummings refers to it as no pants thursdays <laughs> it is thursday here which you know normally an aaron cummings would be around however uh for those of you who are regulars of the show you know that aaron cummings and uh my friend tom her husband are having a baby and uh, baby is showing up any minute baby <sighs> is showing up any minute uh maybe in the next day or two whatever so you know aaron's not here uh, Aaron, you Aaron, prob- we probably won't see Aaron for a few weeks, but all of us here, and I'm, cl- I'm sure many, many of you guys who are regulars of the show want to send all of our best wishes to Aaron and Tom right now, and we look forward to the arrival of little baby Degnan. So uh, that'll be good to see. But hey, good news. We are joined by a couple of other people. First of all, sitting over there, it's Kimberly Curran. Kimberly, how you doing? Huzzah. Huzzah
1: and good day, my friend. Uh, huzzah.
0: That's a word that's not used enough, is huzzah. Uh, speaking not of nothing. huzzah, it's Mr. Huzzah himself. Yep. Ray. <laughs> Ray- I too am having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ray or is here. He's going to be with you guys in the live chat. Uh, for those of you guys who are here watching this live, so uh, interact with Ray over there as well. And uh, I'm, of course, your host, John Campia. Guys, it's great to have you here today. And here's how today's show is going to go. Uh, as normal. We break it into two halves. In the first half of the show, we're going to talk about some predetermined topics. Then in the second half of the show, we're going to listen to you guys. Now, there's two ways you can send in a message. Number one, if you want to send in an opinion, a thought, or an observation about any of the topics that we're talking about here today, you can use the Super Chat feature there in the live YouTube chat. Remember, that's not for sending in questions. It's if you have a thought or an opinion or a point of view or something interesting that you want to share with everybody. Send that in there. We'll read that when we get to the end of the main topics. And then, of course, if you want to send in a question to be read on the show or an upcoming companion video, simply go down into the description. You'll see a tip link there. Click on that. Or you can enter it in manually at www.StreamElements.com slash MovieBlogTV slash Tip. You'll be getting your question read on a show if we deem your question appropriate to be read on the show. And of course, you'll be supporting the channel at the same time and all of us here involved with the show. Thank you guys so very much for your support. Okay, guys. One other bit of house cleaning: Don't forget, if you can't get your daily fix of the John Campy Show in front of a YouTube video, maybe you're jogging, you're at work, you're at the gym, whatever... Good news, there is an audio-only version of the show called the John Campus Show Podcast, and it is available everywhere that you get your favorite podcast. So just open up your favorite podcasting app of choice and search for the John Campus Show Podcast and subscribe to it today so it'll be there when you need it. And we thank all of you guys who have already subscribed to the podcast. All right, with all that down, let's get into a couple of off-the-tops here, shall we? And our first off-the-top is this. You know in the the movie world when there's a movie that was never like number one at the box office but it just has a very loyal following kind of call that like a cult classic Mm -hmm. well there are cult classics in music too and i would suggest like grateful dead is one of those cult classics like they were never like the number one rock band touring in the world or or whatever like they, they didn't always occupy the top five spots on the billboard top 40 or anything but the Grateful Dead have been around a long time, were around for a long time, have massive, massive, faithful following. Now, speaking of somebody who's been around for a long time and has a massive, faithful following, director Marty Scorsese as well. And the guy he's worked with a couple of times now in Jonah Hill. Actually, he directed Jonah Hill to an Academy Award nomination for Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, yeah, that was Jonah Hill's second Academy Award nomination. A lot of people forget that. Jonah Hill has two Academy Award nominations. Maybe three, unless I'm forgetting about one of them. At any rate, news just came out this morning. Actually, Kim, you were the one who pointed it out to me. That news came out this morning that there's going to be a biopic of the Grateful Dead being directed by Martin Scorsese and starring Jonah Hill as Jerry Garcia. Now, this comes us from folks of variety who write the following. Martin Scorsese is making a musical biopic about the Grateful Dead with Jonah Hill set to star as the iconic rock band's frontman, Jerry Garcia. The project reunites Scorsese and Hill, who have worked together on The Wolf of Wall Street. Scorsese will direct the still-untitled film and will serve as the producer alongside Jonah Hill. Scala Alexander and Larry something, uh, who recently wrote American crime story impeachment are penning the screenplay Apple, which has the rights to the group's music catalog is backing the film. Now, listen, this is interesting too, because Apple is already in the Marty Scorsese game. They're the ones financing his killers of the flower moon movie. That's
1: right. That which doing, your
0: friend is in, which it yeah, was. Well, yeah. So, so what it is, is that my accountant, I have a great accountant. His name's Josh. If any of y'all need a good accountant, I got a guy for you. His name's Josh. But Josh's wife is one of the stars of the film. So cool. And uh, so I got a little bit of a connection with that one there. But yeah, so Apple's already in the game with Marty Scorsese. They are financing that. It's going to be theatrical release. And after theatrical release, then it'll go to Disney Plus or uh, Apple TV Plus. And so it looks like they're staying in that game with them. This is interesting. Now, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I was never... A deadhead like I was never a Grateful Dead guy. I had a buddy of mine that would they wouldn't travel all over, but whenever they Grateful Dead were within like 200 miles, he would go and would watch it. This is back when I was a kid, but they, they would go watch Grateful Dead and everything like that. Uh, not been one of my things, not been one of my things for sure. But I'm gonna watch the hell out of this. I'm gonna
1: watch the hell out of this. Do, were you ever? Listen to the Grateful Dead? I wouldn't be surprised no, if you did. Okay, you have no, it. Okay. Not, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. No, I'm, I'm a Led Zeppelin, Eagles. I'm an e, definitely an Eagles kind of gal. Um, but I, I was actually, I and I know great deadheads are going to be like, Kimberly, come on. But I was more turned on to their music because John Mayer has been touring with them. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, and I know people are going to be like, that's seriously, that's your audiences. introduction. But- you know what? Um, I love seventies rock, man. I love sixties and seventies rock. I think this is gonna be anything Martin Scorsese touches, I've I have never been disappointed from one film of his. So I'm super excited.
0: You know what? You're you're right. I can't think of a single Scorsese movie where I walked out and went, Not well, that one. was crap. I don't I don't think I've ever done that. So mark me down as interested. In this question is for you guys. What do you think of the idea of Martin Scorsese directing a Grateful Dead biopic? with jonah hill starring as andy garcia whatever you guys think about it jump down to the comment section what did i say andy did i say andy garcia yeah sorry you know i'm a movie guy what can i say jerry garcia whatever you guys think jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts all right guys with that down let's do another off the top here shall we and that other off the top is this speaking of things when we were kids one of the biggest things like to happen to the world I mean I remember very much some of the big tragic incidents that happened to your kid you remember where you were like I I remember where I was like when the the space shuttle exploded I remember oh, I was in yeah, grade school and they they, they uh, the uh the school like ended the school day
1: oh no, we right. were I
0: didn't even go to an American school we were in Canada and they like ended the school day early like I still remember stuff like that now there are other things in life you guys can tell I've been 3-hour shows plus hour-long companion videos have been starting to take a toll <laughs> on my voice but that there are other things maybe even much more ridiculous things that we remember exactly where we were i can th- i can think of a number of things and events of i was there i remember where i was when this happened and i am not proud not proud <laughs> to tell you i remember exactly where I was, I was at my buddy's house in his basement. One other friend was with us when the Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee sex tape came out. Now, listen, you got to remember, I was not the sophisticated, mature worldly man you see before you today at the time. It was, this was a period of my life. When I could be distracted from anything important with ooh boobies. I mean, that would be it. I would, that would distract <laughs> me, done. But I remember a little while ago, they announced that Hulu was going to be doing a series with Lily James, and everybody at home say it with me ah, Lily James. Uh, with okay. Lily, Lily James and Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier the himself. Winter Soldier, man. We're going to be playing Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee.
1: Yes, <laughs> Pamela.
0: That's a totally Holy different crap. That's a totally different sex tape. Pamela Anderson and Tommy <laughs> Lee Jones. Totally different sex tape. But Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee uh, are doing a series about the whole thing just called Pam and Tommy Lee. And the trailer for it dropped today. I didn't realize that I keep forgetting the uh, the guy who plays Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. That Nick Offerman is also in it. And uh Seth Rogen is in it of course. This seems like the type of thing Seth Rogen would be in. 100%. 100%. <laughs> something that he would be in. And I got to tell you when I heard that they were going to do this, I thought this is a dumb idea. This is a dumb idea. But I watched this thing and I'm like I'm fascinated. Like, the drama behind and I'll tell you why. What else? And I feel embarrassed and, and kind of shamed, ashamed, although I was younger at the time, but I feel embarrassed and kind of ashamed that the, the thing you don't think about when something like this happens is that while they're, they are they had the very glamorous, they were big celebrities and everything, uh, Pamela Anderson Tommy Lee were real people. They're real people. And this is like in the infancy of the internet.
1: Wasn't this the first... This was sex the first tape. big major this was sex before tape. Thing. Kim yeah. this was before Kim
0: and Paris Kardashian. Yeah, it was the Pam and Tommy sex tape, and you know when you're at the time, you're just thinking, "Ooh, right." But these are real people, and the idea of putting a human face to it's like, like how agog and aghast would you be, it's like something so private, like gets out to the world. I mean, it's, to me, it's like the most embarrassing thing I can possibly, possibly imagine. I mean, I want to crawl under a rock. If I find out my butt crack was showing for five seconds and something <laughs> like, seriously, there was one time, true story,
1: Butt crack Jones.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of butt crack, there was one time I, in the early days of the John campus show in the early, like in the first year that I was doing the John campus show solo. um, There were days that I literally did not wear pants <laughs> Because it didn't matter. (laughs) You guys in the live chat, you remember this. There were literally days.
2: Let's not do that. (laughs) That
0: (laughs) And you guys,
1: nothing has changed.
0: (laughs) There were literally days that I knew because this was my camera shot. This camera shot right here. This was my one and only camera shot in the early days of the John K. show. So there were literally days that I would wake up and I wouldn't even worry about, "Eh, I don't need to wear pants. We're in Southern California. It's hot. I don't need to wear pants. And then what happened was I used to have my toy rack behind me. And somebody wrote in a live question saying, hey, that one particular hot toy on there, because it was blurred out. Like, what is that? Oh, I said, glad you asked. And I turned around, not even thinking about it. And I got up and the world got its first giant gulp of Campia, Gitch, Gitch. Goodness, where I just got up and I'm sitting there, in my underwear, blah, blah. and of course, yes, of course, it gets screen captured. Yeah, of course, oh my oh, god, so it got screen captured. Why wouldn't you? And it got it got sent out on Twitter. Gitchgate is what I called it. Gitchgate, I refer oh to it as Gitchgate. <laughs> but listen, the point is, what does this have to do with Pamela and Tommy Lee? The point is. I was
2: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Not a damn thing. You
2: just wanted to talk about your butt crack.
0: <laughs> I want to talk about butt crack all day. I was mortified. I was more. I, I was just wearing my underwear. I mean, I mean, it's not like I was naked. There wasn't even much crack showing.
1: Did we know what day of the
0: week it was based on the shot? I'm, I'm going to probably guess maybe that's where, maybe that's why Aaron called it No Pants Thursdays. Maybe it was a Thursday and she was aware of that. I don't know. The point of the story.
1: I meant, (laughs) did your underwear say Tuesday? No, no. Nor (laughs) did they have my name written on Tuesday's underwear. You know what would have been worse?
0: If it said Tuesday slash Wednesday slash Thursday (laughs) underwear. (laughs) (laughs) When I, this is a rabbit hole. When I was in Bible college, um, when you're a college student, you don't have a lot of money. You don't have much money no. and you save what quarters you have. And we had this one dude, super great guy, but we had this one dude. We realized, Hey man, cause you know, we walk around the men's dorm, kind of in your ditch, whatever. It's like, were you wearing that underwear yesterday? It's like, Oh dude. So look,
1: I, he would wear it. Oh no, no. Don't tell me he'd turn it inside out. And then he turned it inside nope. out. He turned it inside oh, out and wear it. Nope. Cause he got to save.
0: On that laundry money, right? No, no. no. Anyway, getting back to Pamela and Tommy Lee. (laughs) What the hell were we talking about again? Is if I am feeling completely, um, if I am feeling like completely embarrassed and humiliated and shocked, just the fact that I got seen in my underwear. Imagine having a video go out to the world when it wasn't, oh, it's just another day and other news, water is wet this was before anything like this had ever happened before. And you're now out there when the world probably already has a perception of you. And, and Pamela Anderson's talked about this, like, unfortunately, her role on Baywatch and stuff like that, people had a certain perception of her. Right. And then having a sex tape come out probably didn't help, but I'm telling you, I'm watching this trailer and I'm thinking the drama of this seems amazing. So I thought the trailer was incredible. I thought the trailer was really good. I didn't have a lot of interest in this series before. This trailer made me really interested in this series, and again, it's ah Lily James, and s- seeing Sebastian playing Tommy Lee is going to be crazy.
1: Did you have a chance to see this trailer? I did, I did, and I remember seeing the first look um, months ago and going, Lily James, with Pamela Anderson, that's not- oh my gosh, exactly. she looks I I just like thought. her, yep. just like her. But it's so funny because you've got Seth Rogen and Nick Offerman, like it's it's such a fun fun gang of people. But the funny thing was, when I saw the trailer, that's the first thing I thought of was how these are people and how just because that was her persona of, right. like, the sexy bombshell, it doesn't necessarily mean you have access to every part of my life. And just, I forgot, I I, I mean, I was, what, Young. 11, sure. 10 or 11, I don't even remember um, when that happened, and I remember thinking, um, I didn't know, but was my thought? I didn't realize that the tape was stolen right? instead of leaked. It's not like you had a publicist going, look, you know, you're not hot right now. Let me just leak this, get you a little bit more attention. It was like stolen from his house or something, something like that. Yeah. But like, what a violation. And just because your persona is blonde hair, big boobs, doesn't mean... That you want to be out there like that, and so I actually feel pretty se- pretty bad for him. And she's got two sons now, so it's kind of like what do you, what do you do when you see a trailer of your mom and dad's, yeah, sex life? Ay- yeah, yikes, yikes, yikes!
0: But uh, I, I I'm glad the story. You know what? If for no other reason, I'm glad the story's being told because I think it's going to tell that side of the story that we never really thought about. Right. So I think this looks great. Question is for you guys: Did you have a chance to see the trailer for Pam and Tommy? I thought it looked fantastic. I cannot wait to see this thing. What did you guys think about it? Whatever it is, jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, let's do uh, one more thing off the top here, shall we? And that is this. Uh, speaking of water is wet, mm-hmm. uh, everybody who watches this show knows I am a Disney fan. I, I, I like the MCU a lot. I like their Star Wars movies. Rise of Skywalker, notwithstanding. Um, I, I like, I love Pixar. I like most Disney films. I'm a big Disney Plus subscriber. I like Disney. I like Disney very much. I'm not a fan of their new CEO, Bob Chapek. No. I, I, yeah, I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> not a big fan of the CEO of Disney, Bob Chapek. Now, I cheer for him. I'm, I'm team Chapek. I'll wave the Bob Chapek flag. I mean, he's the CEO there, so I hope he does a good job. I hope he turns things around. I hope he becomes the best CEO they've ever had. And I'll be cheering for him to do that. But I don't think he's done a very good job up till now. And I'm not the only one. There have been like petitions going around, signed by Disney employees, asking for Bob Chapek to be removed. The way he botched, well, just about everything he's done at the company. The way he's botched just about everything. But again, I will wave the Bob Chapek flag. I'm on his side. I want him to do great. But here's the latest thing. Hey, Ray. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but um, Ann and I invited you to our wedding. Do you remember that? We, yeah. we invited you to our wedding. Right. Did, did you show up or did you skip it telling me you had like scheduling conflicts? and you had something else planned that day? I can't remember what happened. I showed up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. You I showed show- up and I got extremely drunk. Yes, afterwards.
2: you did. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All I you remember did. is people were saying I was on the floor on my face, and then like. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> I think Chris Tapley took pictures of me. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I don't lot- know
2: how that happened, but I I just had way too much fun that day. It was it was a fun day, the wedding, the w- but the thing is, it's, it was a pretty important event. Right, right. You made sure you showed up, oh, right? Of course, of course. Uh, you know, it, it's it's scheduled months in advance too. <laughs> how how are you going to How are you not going to show up, right? Cuz
0: it's hard to get on Rayora's schedule. I don't yeah. know if you knew this. It yeah, is I difficult. Sleep, I oh, sleep lady. like most of
2: the day. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so So here's the thing. This is what's going on. So D23 this weekend. This big D23 event, right? Back in June, they announced that, you know, oh, obviously, the CEO of Disney is going to be at this big Disney event, D23. The D stands for Disney. In case you didn't know, (laughs) so they could stand for other things, too, (laughs) depending on how you feel, it could mean other things, I suppose. So, you know, you'd figure, of course, the chair, the CEO of Disney will be at this big Disney major event. And of course, back in like uh, May, June, they announced that that he's going to be there. So, word just came out that Bob Chapek. All of a sudden, now remember, this was booked back in May or June, months and months and months ago. He knew about it. His assistant knew about it. His handlers knew about it. His secretary and and his, you know, gaggle of lackeys with VP titles, they all knew about it. It It's in his books for months. Big D standing for Disney 23. He's the CEO of Disney. So word just came out that, "Oops," in the words of Britney Spears, "Oops, I did it again." Oh my god! <laughs> Don't tempt me to break into song. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. He's like, "I'm sorry, I just realized I have a scheduling conflict." I let me let me back to stuff for a second. So the the story here is now that Bob Chapek is not going to be there and he they are signaling that it's because of a scheduling conflict that he was supposed to be in LA that day and isn't going to be able to get back for it. Oh darn. Oh man, I totally forgot I had this thing in LA. D23 Big Disney event, CEO of
1: Disney supposed to be there. Big-est big guest. Big event and yep. you're not going to be there.
0: And he is not going to be there. Now. I went through a number of the There's a a whole sphere on the web and on YouTube, whatever, of like Disney Insider things like that do nothing but cover Disney News and Disney Insider. And most of them today are basically saying this, that there have been a couple events that Bob Chapek has been at that he got heckled at and he doesn't like it. And the theory being ported here is that he is simply not, doesn't want to get on stage in front of thousands of people out of fear that he's going to get booed off stage. Now, before you run and think that, that's ridiculous. You know what's ridiculous? Saying something like a major Disney event called D23 that you've been scheduled for for months to appear at, and suddenly there's a scheduling conflict. If you buy that, that's what's ridiculous. And again, this isn't like some lunch meeting. It's not some lunch meeting. It's not like some minor little thing that he had on the books for months, but it's like, ah, you know, I really should be doing this other thing. He said, this is D23. This is a major D23 event that he's been booked for that people bought tickets for partially because they saw the CEO of the company is going to be there. Do you think Roger Goodell? Do you think Roger Goodell, for those of you who don't know, commissioner of the National Football League? Do you think Roger Goodell has his assistant come in same day. So, okay, Mr. Goodell, during the Super Bowl, at halftime, we need to do this and have Goodell go, oh, wait a minute, I forgot. I'm getting my teeth cleaned that day. Oh, darn it, I can't make it to the Super Bowl. You think the commissioner of the NFL is not going to show up to one of the biggest days of the year for the NFL? Of course he's going to be there. He's not going to have a scheduling conflict, and if a scheduling conflict did pop up, guess what he's going to cancel? He ain't going to cancel his appearance at the Super Bowl. He's going to cancel whatever the fuck else he was doing (laughs) going somewhere else. Bob Chapek continues to embarrass this company. It's it's gone past the point now that he's just made some bad decisions. Bob Chapek is now an embarrassment to this company. You're the CEO of Disney. You have a major public disney event that you are supposed to be at that you are scheduled for that you're supposed to stand in front of the disney fateful and address and you say i can't go because i got lunch plans or whatever it is his scheduling conflict is i'm never getting invited to another disney thing ever by the way <laughs> I, I i i don't, I don't but but ser- and listen i only say this because i love disney I'm a huge. I love their content. I think their content brings joy to the world. I think their content has brought joy to me. I can think of many dark times in my life when popping in something that Marvel had produced or Disney had produced, whether it's through Pixar or Star Wars or or, or an MCU thing or whatever, brought joy and some and some relief to me in a dark day. I love Disney. Love Disney. This guy has become an embarrassment. This guy is the ass crack flash of Disney now. He's the embarrassing thing because the other things are mistakes. The other things are mistakes. How he botched the, um, the whole day and date release thing with Pixar that turned off all the Pixar employees. That's a learning mistake. The way he botched the Scarlett Johansson situation, totally botched it, but that was a learning mistake. This is an embarrassment. This is Roger Goodell not showing up at the Super Bowl. All right. That's what this is. I'm not saying D23 is the Super Bowl, but it's an embarrassment. And when all these Disney insider websites, these core Disney fan websites and outlets and new shows are saying, look, we all know why he's not coming. He's not coming because he's embarrassed to get booed and getting booed. He will. And listen, I'll give Bob Chapek some credit here. If he's afraid of getting booed, he's not being paranoid. He is going to get on a stage and he's going to hear some boos. But that's part of the job. You think Gary Bettman ever didn't want to go to a draft because he knew when he gets on stage at the draft he's going to hear boos? No. Guess what he still does? He puts on his big boy pants, says, I'm the commish, and I'm going to stand up there and represent this league, and I know there are going to be people that boo, and that's fine. There are fans. They have a right to boo if they want to boo, and I'm going to stand up there and represent this organization and do my job scheduling conflict come on come up with something better than that say you grow a sixth toe and you're really concerned and you got to go see <laughs> the world's leading sixth toe expert expert in florida or something i don't know make up something better but this is embarrassing and i don't know what other thing is going to come out but I-, I just think this is uh awful so I don't know, guys. You tell me. Am I over? Like, am I overstating this? I really, when you look at what his track record has been up till now, to then follow it up with something like this, am I over? And maybe I am. Listen, I am. I my heart is very connected to all this, so I maybe I'm overly sensitive to it. Maybe many of you feel like maybe John, this is an overreaction. Hell, maybe I'll wake up tomorrow and think this is an overreaction. But right now, I think this is nothing short of an embarrassment on the company. I don't know. Am I overreacting? What do you guys think? I don't think you are. (laughs) <laughs> now when is d23 it's, it's, this weekend, it's this weekend i think this weekend this it's called well, yeah, yeah destination d23 i believe is this weekend the, i believe the only thing i'm
2: thinking is how all the other events have been this year like the d plus or uh disney plus day yeah disney plus day the yeah. dc fandom what if d23 doesn't have anything this year like if you look at the disney plus day there wasn't much to show i mean what if they really don't have a Good event this year then, maybe chapek is trying to tell us lunch is better than d23 lunch, lunch and sometimes is lunch better is than better than anything
0: depending on what he's eating but i know? mean that would that would only to me make it even more imperative like if that was the case Listen, I'm sure they've got a great presentation lined up. But if that was the case, it would make it even more important that the CEO be there to give something to it. But here's the thing. And again, it goes back. There's no rule written anywhere that says the CEO of Disney has to show up to World Premiere of Disney films. But I'm sorry. Every single day, I'm gonna put the camera on you guys for a second. Because I'm gonna grab some. I'm gonna grab some. Where are your pants? <laughs> up, don't tell people that. It's a secret. All right. So listen. I go to a lot of premieres. I go to a lot of premieres uh, for a lot of different studios. This right here, uh, this is only my Disney pile.
1: Holy crap. This is my Disney pile
0: (laughs) for all the world premieres, right? So there's that one. Uh, There's, uh, was that one going to show up there? There's The Flex, baby. That one. Oh, big Flex here. There's uh, my buddy, my good friend, (laughs) Shang-Chi. Uh, another one, another one. I really like this uh, Wreck-It Ralph one. This one was pretty good. Anyway, tons, tons of these things. How did this one get in here? This one is not a Disney one. Let me get rid of that one. That shouldn't be in this pile. Um, anyway, so by the way, Terminal. Margot Robbie, uh, Michael, um, Mike oh, Myers, Simon Pegg. Cool little film. There's only
2: not one the good Terminal movie. movie, and that's with Tom Hanks.
0: Oh, don't even get me started on that. Me,
2: that's <laughs> Anne and I's favorite the, movie ever. It, it, Anne loves that movie. It's we great. love Terminal. If
0: and I hate it. So, okay. But the point of all that is this. Of all those premieres I've been to, just the Disney ones, I can't think of one that Bob Iger wasn't there. I can't think of one. That, maybe there might have been one, that, and I just for, forgot. I, I mean, I'm, that's that's totally possible. I'm not saying here for a fact that Bob Iger 100% showed up at every single one. I'm just saying I can't recall one personally that I was at, that Bob Iger was not there. It is a big Disney event when one of their big motion pictures is premiering. And it's important that he shows up, right? And I don't know if I can find this one now because it's probably all lost. There's one. Is this the other one? Yeah, okay. So these are all tangled up. But here's the thing. Bob Iger was always there because it's Disney. It's a big event for us. This is important. Not only do I need to put my face there because I'm the CEO of the company, but I want to show my support for our filmmakers and creators and executives and and administrative people who've poured their blood, sweat, and tears into making this hundreds of hundreds of millions of dollars movie, making billions of dollars in revenue for us. I need to show up here not just to be the face of the company. I need to be here to publicly show my support for these people because I'm the boss. Can't think of one The Big Papa Iger wasn't at. These are two movies that I have been to. These are two premieres that I've been to, and I'm sure, yeah, there it goes. These are two premieres that I've been to since Bob Chapek became CEO. The Dixit didn't bother to show up to either of them. He didn't bother to show up. Not only abdicating his responsibility to be the face of the company at a major company event like that, but also utterly failing to show support to show that he's got their backs, to be there for, to visibly be a representation to his filmmakers, creators, and administrators who poured years of their lives into making this product for his company. And he can't be bothered to show up. He can't be bothered to show up. And now you've got this D23 event that they already publicly said he was going to be at. They told the Disney faithful he was going to be there. They told him all that. He knew it. Oh, I forgot. I got something else that day. Oh, I forgot. I, I, I got I got a lunch. Got an important meeting. It's not every day you get to have tea with Leonardo DiCaprio, you know. You got, I, I. By the way, I don't know what it is he's doing, but it doesn't matter what it is he's doing. It's an important thing. You're the face of the company and you're not showing up. So, look. John, you said you're going to be cheering for him. I am cheering for him. <laughs> this is a weird sort of cheering. It's a weird kind of cheering. you yeah, okay. your own
1: way. your own way about
0: things. It's a weird kind of cheering. Yes. I am cheering for him to succeed.
2: Yeah. I want well, him to I think succeed. we all are. I think we, we all are. are. We all want to see. We all, all see... want him to do well. Yeah.
0: Right? Like, we, we all want him to do well. I want him to do well. I want him to, to exceed Bob Iger, be the greatest leader this company's ever had, and lead Disney into a glorious future. That's what I want for Bob Chapek. His, that's what I'm hoping for.
2: His approach is just, I think, way different to business than I, Bob Iger's, and that's where I think the problems arise. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying from outside looking in, it seems like they go about it different ways.
0: Right. Now, look, I, I just, I just called him a dixit. Okay. he's not, I'm sure he's a wonderful human being. Okay. I, that was just me getting carried away. I'm sure Bob J. Peck is not a dixit. All right. I just got carried away there, but I'm sure he's a <laughs> wonderful guy. I'm just saying being a wonderful guy does not abdicate you from the responsibilities of fulfilling your responsibilities. True. You want to be the leader of this thing? Be the leader of it. Sack up, do what you need to do. Bob Iger had faith in you, man. The Disney board had faith in you justify the faith that they have put in you and start by just showing up. What do they say about parenting? That 80% of parenting is just showing up, show up. You're the boss. You are now big Papa Chapek be big Papa Chapek. Anyway, sorry. Have I gone on with this long enough? I've gone on this long enough, so I'll move off of this, but yeah, um, that's uh that's that's that anyway guys what do you think about this (laughs) what do you think about bob chapek not bothering to show up he's not going to show up to the d23 just like he doesn't show up to the premieres and he doesn't want to represent this company i don't know maybe i'm overreacting maybe i'll even even me i'll think i'm overreacting tomorrow i don't know but how do you feel about it jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts all right guys with that down Let's get into our main topics here today, shall we? And how do we select our main topics here in the show? Well, it's really simple. You see, you come up with our main topics. Whenever you guys come across a big topic issue or story that you guys feel we need to cover as a main topic on the show, just go anytime 24-7 over to com slash contact. Once you guys get there, you're going to see a form. Fill it out with your topic or question. It's totally free. Hit submit, and then maybe, just maybe... You might see your submission featured as a main topic here on the John Campia show. With that down, Kim, what is our first main topic today?
1: All right, guys, our first main topic comes from Anton Lamb. He says, Hi, John. I just watched Michael Keaton's new interview on Jimmy Kimmel. He said he was shooting vulture stuff the following day. I feel as though he was telling the truth and definitely wasn't supposed to say anything. With Spider-Man being less than a month away, do you think this could be for No Way Home or likely for Morbius, Craven the Hunter, or something yet to be announced?
0: All right. Thanks a lot for saying that in. Yeah. This is interesting. This is really, really interesting. So last night on Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Michael Keaton was on the show and they were, they were talking about dope sick and they were talking about, you know, Batman, and they were talking about a fishing trip they had done. And they were talking about a number of things. And right at the end of the video, right at the end of the interview, something really interesting happened. Now this comes us from the folks over at Screen Rant who write the following. Appearing on Jimmy Kimmel Live to promote his new Hulu show, Dopesick, the conversation naturally pivoted to his upcoming DC and Marvel projects. While the actor was, ex- was expertly able to elude spoiler-specific questions, he revealed at the end that he's actually set to film some scenes as Vulture today. Today, as a matter of fact. Unfortunately, he didn't say for what project it will be, leaving fans wondering which project he might be referring to. So that comes to us from the folks over at Screen Rant. And of course, the very first question that's going to pop into our heads is, for what? For what exactly is this thing you are talking about, Michael Michael Keaton? I keep on wanting to say Michael Douglas. Michael Keaton, of you playing Vulture Day. So this interview was last night and he was saying, tomorrow I am shooting vulture scenes. I'm shooting vulture scenes tomorrow. So let's jump over to the classroom for a second. Because I want to talk about what are some of the possibilities here of which things we could be talking about. What, uh, that's the wrong button. What is Keaton appearing in? Dun, dun, dun. Appearing in. Appearing in. All right, so there's a couple of options I want to suggest here. When he says that he's about to go in and shoot some scenes as Vulture. The first one that's going to be on everyone's mind, obviously is Spider-Man No Way Home, right? That's the first one. That's the movie coming out in now officially less than a month. Spider-Man No Way Home is now officially coming in less than a month. Hope you're getting ready for the third trailer that drops on November 29th. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that. (laughs) We'll get to that later. So there's that now. A lot of people are, are, are thinking it might be that because, well, there's going to be the Sinister Six in the movie and we need a couple more villains. Well, number one, nobody ever said the Sinister Six was going to be in this movie. I'm going to guess that no. Uh, I'm going to guess no. That it's not Spider-Man not, not, No Way Home.
1: It's more than in the can. I mean, we've yeah, got at, at literally this point. weeks at this point. So what could you possibly be doing? Yeah. There's no way. I don't
0: think they're scrambling no last second like this. So I don't think it's Spider-Man No Way Home, all right? But that is a possibility, so we're going to keep that up there. The other possibility is Morbius. I mean, that one's not coming out. I mean, it's still coming out soon, but it's not coming out that soon. We know he's in the movie, right? We know he's in the movie. It's definitely... I mean, it's still—it's getting a little bit late, but you're still within a time frame that you could be doing some pickup shots and doing some things like that. So with Morbius, I'm going to say maybe. Maybe it's Morbius that he's doing. Don't know for sure, but maybe. So that's one. Another option, which is actually the one that I think is most likely, that is this. Doctor Strange 2. I think he's shooting for Dr. Strange 2. Really? And I'll I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because with all this, remember, the multiverse stuff that we're seeing in Spider-Man No Way Home does not end at Spider-Man No Way Home because the very name of Dr. Strange 2 is is Dr. Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness, right? So they're still at least going to be dealing with, if nothing else, the repercussions of what happens in Spider-Man No Way Home. Whether Spider-Man will be in it or not, don't know, but I suspect he will be. But at least he's going to be dealing with the repercussions of it, right? So knowing that Michael Keaton is in Spider-Man Homecoming, knowing that he's in Morbius, it stands to reason that with this multiversal crossover, for whatever reasons, he could be there. But here's the key reason, here's the key thing, okay? Right now, Uh, Doctor Strange 2 is uh, undergoing big reshoots. Six weeks of reshoots that they're currently doing right now. I don't know. Actually, I doubt that Spider-Man is doing any more shooting at at all. That movie comes out in less than a month. It's possible Morbius could be still doing some shooting, but unlikely. Doctor Strange 2 is right now in the first week or two of six weeks of reshoots. So let's see. Michael Keaton says, I'm playing this MCU character tomorrow. I'm shooting some vulture scenes, an MCU character. And what that his character is even remotely connected to is actually shooting Doctor Strange 2. So look, don't take that to the bank. Don't take this as me saying it's definitive. It's a hundred percent proof. Doctor strange two is going to have Michael Keaton in it. I'm not saying that. I'm just personally saying when I look at what it could possibly be, because it ain't Thor love and thunder. I know He's, he's not Thor love and thunder or anything like that. So I personally think it's that. So I don't know, Kim, do you, do you have an opinion as to what it is? He could be shooting.
1: I think that's a good guess. Definitely. That's a good guess, especially with the timing of the reshoots. It totally could be, but it's so funny because I mean, I loved his character um, in the first Spider-Man, but I didn't imagine that he would be so involved in several other films. I didn't realize they had so much for him going forward. So honestly, it it could be Morbius. It could be um, Dr. Strange. I'm I'm thinking it's probably Dr. Strange. Since it's shooting. All
0: right. So here's what I'm going to do right now. For those of you guys watching live, I'm going to put up a poll. I just tried to put up a poll, but I accidentally did things. So uh, which movie is Keaton shooting uh, for? Is it uh, Spider-Man? No Way Home. Is it uh, Morbius? Morbius. I don't know why I just did the tune or <laughs> Doctor Strange too. So I'm putting that up there right now. I, for those of you watching live, I just put up a poll in the thing. You know what? I should have said other. I should have given the option for other. I forgot to put the option for other. But let's just say it's just those three. For those of you guys watching live, jump into the poll right now and let us know which one of those things you think it is. Do you think it's going to be that? We've already got like over 300 votes in there, and 62% of you, I'm shocked, actually I thought a lot of you guys would still think it was Spider-Man No Way Home, so 10% of you think it's Spider-Man No Way Home, we have over 500 votes now, Uh, 28% of you think it's Morbius, and 61% of you right now think that it is Doctor Strange 2 and the Multiverse of Madness, we're getting into 700 votes now, it's still holding 11% for Spider-Man, 29% for Morbius, 60% for Doctor Strange 2 now getting up to 800 votes. So, yeah, it, it seems like... Now I'm sorry, I should have put an other. I should have put an other option, but I don't really see it as being another option. So, yeah, that's what I think it is. Now, I don't think this signals to us that Michael Keaton's going to play a bigger role in the MCU going forward. Like, clearly, he's only going in for reshoots. Whatever project this is, it's just for reshoots. But still, I, I think it's pretty interesting. Question is for you guys. What do you think about this? That Michael Keaton says... Today, as we speak, he is somewhere on a stage playing Vulture in an MCU project right now. Which one is it? Spider-Man reshoots, Morbius reshoots, Doctor Strange reshoots. Hell, maybe it's his own Vulture spin-off movie, which we would have heard about that. But whatever you guys think about it, jump down into the comments section below and let us know <coughs> your thoughts. Okay, guys, with that down, let's move on into main topic number two. Kim, what is our second main topic today?
1: All right. This is coming from Darren M. Good morning, John and crew. I've been dying to see Ghostbusters Afterlife for over a year since it's been delayed a bunch of times. I honestly thought it could be a billion dollar film. And I even asked you about it on your show. And you said it was too late to make a billion. You might have just been right just read on Deadline that the movie is only going to make like 30 to 35 million opening weekend. You said the movie was really good. So why do you think it's not going to do better?
0: All right. Thanks a lot for saying that in. Yeah. So I we did see Aaron Cummings and I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. We didn't know we were going to see it, but we were at CinemaCon a couple of weeks ago. Ivan Reitman, the director of the original Ghostbuster films, and his son, Jason Reitman, who's a terrific director in his own right, and directed the new Ghostbusters, came out on stage to talk about the film. It's like, cool, cool, cool. And then they said, and now we're going to show you the movie. And like everybody in the theater was like, what? wait, what? And they showed us Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's great. The movie's
1: great. It's really fun. You and Aaron were beaming when you were talking about it. You were making me, I mean, I already want to see it, but you guys, your reaction after you saw it made me be like, oh my gosh, this must have been incredible.
0: And Aaron liked it even more than I did. I mean, she liked it even more than I did. And I had a very good time. Like, do I think it's as good as the original Ghostbusters film? No, I don't think it's as good as the original Ghostbusters, but- it's really charming, and it's it's far better. It's, it's a good balance of nostalgia with something new brought to it as well. And so for me, it quite worked. The ending of the third act got a little shaky for me, but Aaron loved the ending of the third act, so there's that. But it does bring up an issue of how much it's going to make. Is the audience wanting to go back to see another Ghostbusters film? And I remember when they announced this, um, who was it that wrote in the question again? What was their name? That uh, was Darren M. Darren M. When when they announced the movie, I, I do remember like having a discussion on the show, a bunch of people running and saying, John, you don't know anything, man. This is going to make a billion dollars or it's going to make $800 million. And I said, well, I hope it does. But I mean, it's kind of like the same thing with The Matrix. It might be too late to be a big success. Yeah. To like, sorry, to be a massively big success. I don't know. And, you know, the the fact of the matter is the 2016 Ghostbusters, while I thought it had its merits, the 2016 Ghostbusters turned a lot of people off. And maybe there's still a bad taste in some of the audience's mouth about that. Personally, I still think it's just been way too long. You know, the excitement, you know, now we've got Dan Aykroyd and uh, Ernie Hudson and Bill Murray going around on the circuit tour now, basically revealing to the world that they're in the movie.
1: I know. I was like, (laughs) Oh, thanks. I I, I was
0: surprised. The, I was surprised that they actually, I mean, I saw the movie, so I knew they were in it, but seeing them actually go out on the press circuit and talking, about, I was like, really, you're revealing that part? Because that, I mean, it's not like Andrew and Toby showing up and. I think like, that's yeah. not going to sell all the tickets. Yeah. I would get it if that was going to sell all the tickets, but it's not. So 35, 30 to 35 million, uh, by the way, look, this comes to, to the folks over at Joe Blow who write the following. It has been a long time coming, but Ghostbusters Afterlife is finally ready to bust on some ghosts after dealing with delays due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Sony Pictures moved the film around to ensure a proper theatrical release, and now that has finally arrived. Box office tracking has weighed in on how much the movie is going to make out of the gate. Per deadline, Ghostbusters Afterlife is tracking towards a $30-35 million million opening at the box office this weekend. Sony Pictures is being more conservative with a 27 to $28 million estimate, but it's clear the studio is looking at the long-term haul more than just this opening weekend. So there's a couple of interesting things here. Number one, Sony was smart enough to keep the budget for this relatively small for a blockbuster. I believe the shooting budget on this movie was $75 million, and that for a big tentpole movie, that's that's considered a pretty reasonable budget. It's more money than I will ever see in my life, but for a movie like Ghostbusters, it's considered to be one of the more reasonable price things. So they kept the cost relatively down. The other thing is this: is that they're banking, and this is what Joe Blow was alluding to. Sony is banking that audiences will like it, and then the second weekend is i always i never know when thanksgiving is here because i'm canadian but next weekend is thanksgiving weekend right it is okay so they're banking that audiences are going to go see it this weekend and they're going to rave about it that the audiences will like it and rave about it and then that leads into a second weekend that's a holiday weekend and they're hoping they're going to have really strong legs going into the second weekend and I hope they're right because I think this is a really good, charming little film, and I hope it does well. But I'm not surprised by this $30 million projection, and I'll tell you why I'm not surprised by it. And actually, I should probably jump back. I won't go into the camping classroom for it again, but there's a couple of reasons why I think I'm not surprised that it's only projected to make like 30, 25, 35, whatever on opening weekend. Number one is I just think it's been too long. I don't think there is as a beloved nostalgia for Ghostbusters as maybe other people think there is. And I've been saying that for a long time. So I'm not surprised because of that. Second, I'm not surprised of the low projections because again, as we already just mentioned, the 2016 Ghostbusters is even though I think it has its merits, a lot of people, it left a bad taste for the Ghostbusters name in their mouth Mm -hmm. with the 2016 one. But thirdly, This movie was not delayed once. This movie's been delayed four times. Listen to this. So, Ghostbusters Afterlife was originally scheduled to be released in the US on July 10th of last year. July 10th, 2020. A year and what? Four months ago.
1: Jeez Louise.
0: A year and four months ago is when this movie was supposed to be in theaters. It was done. It was in the can. So people were kind of ramping up for it. Oh, then they heard it was delayed. And of course it was delayed, the pandemic. So then it got bumped to March 5th. Then it got bumped to October 21st, 2020. Um, then it got bumped to June 11th. And then ultimately it landed on November, I believe November 19th. Or uh, Is it November 19th? Yeah, November 19th. Which was when Maverick was supposed to come out. I think Top Gun Maverick was supposed to come out on November oh, 19th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, they showed us like, I think 13, 15 I'm minutes so of Maverick so at CinemaCon. <gasps> it looks way better than I thought it would. Oh my God, really? it looks good. See, I am very, very excited for Top Gun Maverick. The stuff they showed us was incredible. But that aside. So when you look at the fact that it's, this is a franchise that is long in the tooth and I don't think is as held on to as much as some people think the fact that I think ghostbusters 2016 might be leaving a bad taste in people's mouths. And the fact that this is a movie that has been bumped four times, no fault of their own, the pandemic, but it has been bumped four times. So I think all of that is kind of rolling into a lot of people going, Oh wait, that movie is actually coming out this week. I bet for a lot of you guys watching right now, me, me saying, Oh, ghostbusters opening this week. You're probably going, wait, what really? And who can blame you? So I think, but I, I will say this. I do encourage people to go see this movie. It's a fun little, it's not going to be your top three favorite movie of the year, but this is a good, entertaining, charming. Paul Rudd slays in this absolutely slays in this. And he's not even like the major character in it, but he's great in it. The kids are great in it. I really enjoy it. Where's your anticipation level right now?
1: Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I am yeah, you're, like, You've been looking forward to this huge. I am a huge, huge, huge Ghostbusters fan. Like, I watch it several times a year. I made the kids. I was like, sit down, get your popcorn. No, don't get up and play with Legos. This is important. This is history, guys. This is film history. Shut up and watch the movie. It's very important to me. Um, One thing I feel like... um, It's so funny, because sometimes we talk about films not being marketed well or enough. I feel like, one, the pushbacks have really kind of weighed down my expectations. But two... They've shown a lot from the film on social media and um, like we've seen the terror dogs. Like I would have liked to know that was a surprise, you but know, I can tell you, Slimer,
0: th- they haven't given the movie away.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I, think, I kind I of felt seen like the film. they film, They haven't given the movie away. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Cause I felt like, like the little Stay pup guys. Yeah. I would have liked to see that in the theater. But you can't not put that in the trailer, right? They were, I mean, I'm I'm excited. They were so cute. I mean, I was, cause I I can't wait to get a toy of it, but um, I'm a little bummed that younger the younger generation isn't as excited. I'm disappointed. Like, honestly, I was like, guys, boys, afterlife. What, what? They were like, and and i'm like no get excited like let's be excited for this um yeah i honestly i think word of mouth and the nostalgia as we gather around as we go to each other's houses this week and everyone's looking for something to talk about at the thanksgiving dinner table people who are passionate about it like me people who are fans of the franchise word of mouth is really going to spread. And I honestly believe that next weekend is going to exceed our expectations. And I really hope it does above 35 million. I yeah. really hope so. And,
0: and I'll tell you this, look, the, the movie, the trailers do tell you what the movie is about, but it doesn't give away the movie. I, that, that, that's all I'll say. It doesn't give away the movie. That gives me hope. It, it does that tell you what it's about and what's going on in the movie, but it doesn't give away the movie. Anyway, questions for you guys. What do you think? About the projections right now, Sony being conservative, saying big 20s, uh, deadline saying 30 to 35. Are you surprised by those projections? Were you expecting it to make more? Maybe you weren't. Whatever you guys are thinking, jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, let's move into main topic number three. Kim? What is our third main topic today?
1: All right, this is coming from Luis Garcia. Greetings, John, and thank you for my daily fix. I know there are tons of stories about tons of actors who want to be James Bond. I think you even just said Rock wants to be Bond. Wondering if you saw that Tom Holland is talking a lot about it, and one of his co-stars, was just interviewed and said, it's all Holland talks about. What do you think? With all this popularity right now, could Holland be the next James Bond? All right. Thanks for sending that in. And yeah, it seems like every week there is the latest,
0: so-and-so could be the next James Bond. Hell, just the other day, we are talking about Dwayne The Rock Johnson says he wants to be the next James Bond. I love you, Dwayne, but I don't see that one as a fit. I'm just saying. So... Now comes this thing that Tom Holland right now, very hot with the Spider-Man stuff. He's the center of a lot of attention. He's, he's shown how good of an actor he is with a lot of the projects he's done outside of Spider-Man, although he's kind of struggled. Those projects, I should say, have struggled to pull in any kind of quality or uh, financial success. Yes. Uh, either way. But still, he's a hot name right now, all that kind of stuff. So look, this is what comes to us from the folks over at MovieWeb. They write the following. Tom Holland is neck deep in one major franchise already as the star of the Spider-Man No Way Home franchise, but he apparently has dreams of slipping into the tux as a new incarnation of James Bond. According to Spider-Man co-star, Jacob Bartolone, Holland talks about being James Bond a lot. A lot, a lot. (laughs) Jacob Bartolone, who plays Ned, says he talks about being James Bond a lot, like a lot, a lot. It would appear that this has been an idea that's come to Holland even before No Time to Die brought it, uh, brought the end to Daniel Craig's run in the movie. And if he's still talking about it frequently, he must be very interested. The actor previously said he wanted to play that role as a British cinema lover in a previous interview with Variety. Evidently, he's been talking about it to his friends as well. All right. Now, Normally, on a show like this, we don't, like, actor wants a role. Yeah. Not not a big headline normally. like When when something as far in left field as Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the biggest (laughs) movie star in the world, we'll talk about that. Why would I bother paying much attention to this? There's actually a reason. There's actually a reason. So... Tom Holland comes out, says he wants to bet. His, his co-stars saying, this is all he talks about. He's talking about all the time that he's going to be bond, blah, blah, blah. The only reason I bring it up is because of this. A couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or more ago. Now I get people telling me stuff and sending me stuff all the time. 99% of it is BS and nonsense, right? Every once in a while, it's a real thing. And I later find out it was real, but 99% 99% of the time, it's BS and whatever. A number of weeks ago, I had somebody tell me, you know, somebody relatively connected, that Tom Holland's rep, now Tom Holland is represented by the William Morrison, network. he's represented by WME, one of the biggest you know agencies in Hollywood, right? And specifically, his agent is a guy by the name of Andrew Dunlap is his agent's name at least one of his main agents is Andrew Dunlap. So I had somebody tell me a couple of weeks ago, and they basically say this Dunlap is going around pushing hard for Tom Holland as bond. So I instantly, instantly dismissed it because that sounds ridiculous. I mean, everybody's trying to be bonds, but I listen, I everybody who watches the show knows I love Tom Holland. I think this dude is aces. This guy is going to have an Oscar on his mantle before his career is over. I think he's great. I find him charming, entertaining. He's got he's the whole package. But he's also a bit smaller in stature. I I don't know that I could ever see him as a James Bond. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Hey, listen, Michael Keaton played Batman, right? I'm sure if, if we today somebody said, hey, what do you think about Michael Keaton as Batman? We'd probably, maybe I'd say, well, he's a little small in stature to be Batman, but he's some people's favorite Batman now, right? We were just talking about him. But this thing comes across that, hey, you know, uh, Dunlap is going around pushing for Tom Holland as, as James Bond. And I instantly dismissed it. and And even right now, I don't know that there's any validity to that whatsoever. I only bring it up that it was one of these many things that get told told me every day. I only bring it up because this article came out and because Jacob Bartolone is now saying, you know, it's all he talks about. He talks about a lot, like a lot, a lot. And it's just, when I read that, I, I remember, so I went back into my email and checked it. I just remember somebody saying that again, the two things could be completely disconnected. I still don't believe there's any validity to that his agent is going around knocking on doors trying to get people to sign up tom holland is the next james bond i'm not saying there's any validity to that whatsoever okay i just thought it was kind of interesting so let me ask both of you guys right i'll start with you oh, I, man no, seriously, seriously okay no. can you see tom could you see Tom? like i know you like tom holland too Can you I, see him as james bond
2: first of all i just want to make it clear that i've never seen any of the bond movies it's just not my thing so i have no right to give my opinion on this no matter what but um no i i can't see him as as that looking at all the previous bonds no i don't see him as a playing
1: that role kim what about you do you think you could see him as james bond only if only if only if they were really shifting the model for the story into james bond's first year Oh, kind of like a, a new
0: origins, like a year one, yes. like a Batman year one yes. for James Bond. Yeah, a
1: year one, showing up, meeting him for the first time, um, his first year, meeting his whole team, getting used to it. And by the end of the movie, you know, him really finding himself as the legendary badass that we know him as. And that would make a really interesting story. Tom Holland, uh, and I don't mean to be demeaning, but he has a baby face, kind of.
0: Which serves he, him very well.
1: Which serves him well. And I believe when he's 50, he's going to look back and go, oh, thank God. But he really is that kind of guy that when he gets into his 40s, he could easily play somebody in, in his late, late 20s, 20s
3: yeah.
1: early 30s. Totally. So I think if that's the direction they're going in, you know what? Let's do it. Get a little bit more jacked up, you know. Um, for his body. He's my high. He's 5'8". Um, but that's the only possible way I can see him as Bond is James Bond, Origins, first year. I just got hired. This is my story. All right, guys. Questions
0: for you. What do you think about this? Apparently... Tom Holland really wants to be Bond. I mean, I, I, what actor in Hollywood wouldn't want to be Bond? It's got to be one of those dream roles. But I don't know. Do you think there could be anything to it? Could you see Tom Holland as James Bond? I don't know. Maybe, maybe like hey, if Keaton can be Batman. Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys. With that down, let's now move into main topic number four. Kim, what is our
1: fourth main topic today? All right, Joseph O'Brien says, I know you say all the time that you have to take an actor saying amazing things about an upcoming movie they have with a grain of salt because they directly stand to benefit from the movie doing well. Tom Holland, though, just went pretty far with it, saying that No Way Home isn't just great, but the most cinematic superhero film of all time. These are big words. What do you make of them? All right, thanks
0: a lot for saying that in, man. And yeah, look, we do talk about this a lot, like never get too carried away about an actor in an upcoming movie who personally stands to financially gain if the movie does well saying this new movie I'm in is fantastic. Well, I mean, of course, they're gonna. if I was selling you right now, I don't know what, what, where can I pull out of nowhere? Let me grab this. This is a uh, this is Shang-Chi pop, apparently. Okay. I, <laughs> I got this at the premiere. I'm about to give this away to a to a friend of mine as a gift. That's why I have it out. But so the Shang-Chi, let's say I made this. Let's say I made this, okay? I made this thing. And I'm gonna make money if I sell this thing. I'm gonna make big money if I sell this thing. So if I get on and say, hey guys, I, I'm making these Shang-Chi figures, and I can tell you these are the greatest figures ever created. The people at Hot Toys, they weep in their sleep knowing that I am making such a superior product. Men around the country (laughs) will spontaneously orgasm at the mere touch. The mere touch. Oh my God, what's that Lonely Island song? Jizz in my pants. (laughs) You're going to see the John Campion made made figures and jizz in my pants. That's what's going to happen. These are the greatest things. Well, of course I'm going to say that. Of course I'm going to say that. It's my product. I'm going to make money if you buy them. So, of course, I'm going to say this is the greatest thing of all time. This is the greatest thing ever. So, of course, I'm going to say that. Tom Holland's coming out and say, ah, oh, Spider-Man's going to be... And listen, Tom Holland has been talking about these this movie a lot. He's been talking about it in very glowing terms. Of course, he's, he's starring in the movie. But he's just went pretty far. The the person who wrote in the question is right. He just went pretty far with it. This comes to us, Tom Holland's direct quote. Speaking about Spider-Man No Way Home, this movie exceeds expectations in every way possible. This is the most cinematic Marty Scorsese's ears are popping up somewhere in the world right now. <laughs> That's not cinema. Or he's turning red. This or he's turning red. This is the most cinematic theatrical superhero movie that has ever been made. And I'm proud to say that Sony and Marvel, of course, he's in business with Sony and Marvel. I'm proud to say that Sony and Marvel have pulled off The Impossible This movie exceeds expectations in every way possible. This is the most cinematic theatrical superhero movie that has ever been made. And I'm proud to say that Sony and Marvel have pulled off the impossible. All right. So this comes to us from the star of that movie who directly stands to benefit financially from the success of the movie. You got to keep that in mind. But look, I do maybe naively, maybe naively, but I tend to pay a little bit of attention when the actors go really far. Like when, when Harrison Ford, who has done it all and he, he knows how to promote a film, whatever. But when Harris, if Harrison Ford comes out and says, this is the greatest movie I've ever been in. Like if, if Ford had a new movie coming out tomorrow called, you know, the adventures of wood, I'm just making it up.
1: The adventures <laughs> of wood. You can carve it. You can burn it.
0: There's <laughs> so much you can do with wood, but if he were to come out and say, you know, this is a wonderful movie. I hope everybody sees it. This is a great time at the theaters. Okay, yeah, that that goes in one year, out the other, because all stars. But if if Harrison Ford would come out and say, this is the single greatest movie that I have ever made. Yeah, man. I maybe I'm naive, but I would probably pause and go, wait, wait, what? Because that's a big claim, Harrison. You're Han Solo. You're Indiana Jones. You're the witness. Well, you're not the witness, but you're in the witness. <laughs> you're the president in Air Force One. I was I mean, going to say, on. get off my plane. <laughs> yeah. You had replicants hunting you. The brightest candles burn out the fastest, Blade Runner boy. I mean, and this, so, so there, now look, Tom Holland has not had the career, obviously, of a Harrison Ford. Tom Holland has not had the career yet of an Anthony Hopkins, but Tom Holland has been in Avengers Endgame. He has been in captain America, civil war.
1: He's already been a part of cinematic history. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. he's been a part of all that, yeah. but it's, on top of all that, he has seen Logan and he has seen <laughs> man of steel See, I got you, Henry. I got you. He's seen Man of Steel. To come out and say that I'm very proud of this movie, that's great. To say this movie exceeds expectations, great. But for him to say this is the most cinematic comic book movie of all time. Now, granted, he didn't say this is the greatest comic book movie of all time. We'll cut him some slack on that. It's not like this is the greatest comic book movie ever. He didn't say that. But... These are big, bold words, big, bold words that lead me to believe that obviously they edited out Toby and Andrew out of the trailer, A tra- another trailer, which is coming in November 29th. <laughs> no, here we way. go. Here we go. But it also suggests to me there's a lot they're holding back. Remember the other day when I was saying with Dr. Strange looking up at the rips in the sky and saying, they're all coming and I can't stop it. And I said, well, now, wait a minute. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm just saying this puts some options on the table. I am not going to fall out of my chair with shock. If Wesley Snipes doesn't drop to the ground and stand up his blade, I am not going to fall out of my chair. If Halle Berry sails down out of the lightning as storm, I am I'm, I'm, again, I am not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying these are all wild possibilities on the table. And with Tom Holland constantly running, That mouth of his, that (laughs) glorious, wonderful money-making mouth and saying like this stuff and keep saying this is going to exceed every expectation. This is going to blow you away, blah, blah. I don't know. Okay, let me ask you guys. Average film fans, you hear him saying this. You taking him seriously? Or is this just yet another example of Actor who stands to personally benefit if this movie is a, is a success, saying incredible, great things, big surprises. Like is this, <laughs> is, this a, is this just another example of that? I don't
1: know. Do you take him seriously, Kim? What do you think? I, I think I I do take him seriously. I do, I do, because there's so much that could be tied into this, and and where the story is leading, and honestly let's let's put aside the is Toby or Andrew just seeing the trailer it got me excited it looked amazing the CG looked amazing uh, the cinematography was fantastic it just looked great and I feel like it is gonna have a holistic cinematic experience and so um yeah I I, I don't think he's exaggerating I, I think he's pretty serious okay just
0: you know I just put up a poll as well I just put up, for those of us for those of you guys watching live. I just put up a poll asking uh, Tom Holland with, with his, saying, this is the most cinematic comic book movie ever made. Do you take him seriously? Or is this just another thing that Ray, what about you? I mean, of you're, course you're, I you're take you're... him
2: seriously. I do because I, you know, this movie's going to make money. It just is it's Spider-Man. That's my favorite comic book character. So, Oh, I, I don't know why you wouldn't take him seriously. It's just, it's just, not, it's just one of those cases where I look at him and I'm like, I think he really believes this is what he says it it is.
0: Here's an interesting... When, when Ray says it's his most favorite character, I think Ray Ray and I went to go see Infinity War together once. It was like my fifth screening or something. I think it was Ray's first. And we were sitting beside... Do you remember this, Ray? We were sitting beside a dad and his son. Uh-huh. Remember that little kid? Uh-huh. Cute, adorable little kid. So in the scene in Infinity War, spoiler alert, when Spider-Man dies... The kid was getting really upset. The kid's getting really upset, and it's, it's adorable. The kids getting upset. Ray's getting mad at this kid. because it's like, "Shut up, kid! This is this is <laughs> no Spider-Man dying on screen, yes, all... <laughs> Dude, shut your kid's mouth. Oh, no, he didn't say that to him. He didn't say that to the dad. But I can tell he's getting a little bit trying to watch Spider-Man die there. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, the question is for you guys. Oh, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's no. Idea. Just, no, just a, want to throw that the Ray hates children. I just want people to know that Ray hates children. Fake, okay, yeah. Ray hates children. <laughs> I'm kidding. Ray does not hate children. Hate children. I'm just exa- just giving you an example of how much Ray loves Spider-Man. It's his favorite character. Actually, I remember that I the kid and he was
2: sad and I was like, you don't like Rocket Raccoon? He's you know trying to give him a second right. character to cheer for.
0: Oh, <laughs> I, and I remember the big. You were you were. A gog and a gas. I think because did the kid say, "Weren't you like all like confused when the kid?" Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the kid said some like early before the movie started. We were talking to the dad and his kid, and didn't the kid say something like that? He really likes Thanos. Yeah, and you're like,
2: I was like, kid, what? <laughs> this is like an eight year old kid. I was like, you're voting for the wrong serial killer. But no, I love it. That that's fun.
0: So yeah, I mean, and the kid was a little bit traumatized seeing what then you know, Thanos did a little bit on these. Oh, the big purple guy. Can't wait to see him. Why is he doing this? Yeah. He threw Gamora off a cliff. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty stuff. Anyway, question is for you guys. What do you think about what say? I'm going to jump over and look at the poll right now. And yeah, actually the majority of you guys you got about 800 votes in there. A majority of you guys are taking what Tom Holland is selling because 69% of you, <laughs> 69, 69% of you, are saying you are believing and you are taking Tom Holland seriously when he says that 32% of you are not. So, yeah, guys, what do you think about it? Jump on down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys. With all that down and out of the way, we are now going to go over and start taking the comments and thoughts and opinions that you guys have been sending in while we've been doing these topics. Now, remember, the Super Chat feature is not to send in questions, send in uh, your thoughts points of view interesting information if you want to send in a question we're going to do those in a bit but use the tip link down below for that so let's not waste any time and jump over to it kim what do we have in the uh, in the super chats that have been coming in
1: in the super chats or the newsfeed, my friend um oh you know let's do super chats first then let's do newsfeed. let's do it let me hop over there let's see what you guys are talking about today
0: yeah we were going to do newsfeed first but we'll do this one first
1: Alrighty, so we hop over here real quick. So many came in it pushed it down. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. All right. So thank you for the super chat from Scar the Scarlet Witch Project. Remember that No Way Home is the middle part of the arc that started with WandaVision and ends with Doctor Strange 2. The purple streaks are indicative of that. Not necessarily.
0: Remember, we're making a bunch of assumptions based on some things that Kevin Feige said. So this is not necessarily like Chapter 1, Chapter 2, Chapter 3. They're connected obviously, but I don't think there's going to be an overt Wanda. I think Wanda may show up, but I don't think the purple thing in the sky has anything to do with it. But hey, listen, Scarlet Witch Project, if it turns out they did, we'll remember that you said that for sure. All right, what's next?
1: Eliel Hernandez says, Hi, John, I'm very nervous and stressing about getting tickets for No Way Home. Should I even bother with my A-list since the train wreck that was Endgame? It is.
0: If you're talking about the fact that like tickets go on sale and then all the ticketing sites went down, if on November 29th they drop a new trailer and it has all them, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crap show. It's gonna be really really tough to get those tickets. But should you try, absolutely, be one of the first ones in. Use that a list, and I hope you'll be you'll be able to get it. Me too, as for that matter.
1: All right, what's next? All right, Quiet Canvas says I'd buy a shirt that says All right. What's next?
0: You know, I probably should make a shirt that's like a silhouette of me and it just says, all right, what's next? That's
1: probably should be right. All <laughs> right. Merch gone, man. What's next? Baxter Kirkdolph says, over under 40% that the black suit Spider-Man is a protagonist.
0: Um, hmm. Well, yeah, 100% that it's a protagonist. It's Peter. So 100% it's a protagonist.
1: All right, what's next? I wonder if he meant antagonist. Maybe, but uh, so anyway. But anyway, this isn't the place to send in questions, Baxter. All right, what's next? Kevin Cowson's in a super chat. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kevin. Also, Harry v- v- Vallea says for the bet with Ray about <laughs> if there will go. be right. <laughs> a third No Way Home trailer. Ray's side of the bet could be he has to watch a long movie of John's choosing. For example, the Irishman, and give us a review. Ooh, well, First of all, Harry's
2: off long the long Christmas list.
1: <laughs> I like
2: that. But I'm changed. This bet is going to be a little bit modified Uh-oh. because I'm going to choose the style of eggs. And it's going to be no. the wet
0: eggs. No. Yes. No. no. Sunny side up eggs. Nope. nope. With I, I, ketchup. I, nope. I won't accept n- that. I've always, it's always been scrambled eggs. Okay, scrambled eggs, fine. I'll I'll do it with scrambled eggs.
3: eggs.
0: But listen, (sighs) I still need a day. I still need another day to think about what I need your side of the bet to be. Okay, we'll continue But yeah, I will eat scrambled eggs. But
2: you're giving me an extra day to think of other things, too.
0: (laughs) I've already told you what I would agree to. Okay. So scrambled eggs with ketchup on them. I will eat them on air. If on air, no new trailer on the 29th. Okay, but but I we got to come <laughs> that, up with no, this no, no, specific
2: first. the 29th. So if it drops the 30th, this has to be very specific. So you can't get out of all it. right.
0: This is give the, one date. This is my lawyer part of my brain. Okay. All right, all right. I will con- concede to that, assuming they don't move the tickets go on sale date, that the trailer will come out on the tickets go on sale date which they're saying is november 29th so if they move the ticket sales date to the 30th i get to move my date to to my trailer release date okay okay that's fine i'll
2: I'll take all right all right what's next any chance of you eating that on air on air and you're gonna take it
1: all right what's next double b studio says your show is evolving and love where it's headed thanks for all you do shout out to your full-time crew looking forward to the bet hashtag
0: don't worry about it it's
1: never gonna happen
0: because there's a trailer coming on the 29th i am telling you it'd be
2: so boring if you win that's what i'm saying it'd be glorious if i win super boring if you because of
0: what i'm gonna have you do if when you (laughs) lose all right what's next
1: avic doss says tom is capping on exiting to make mystery for film I don't really know what it is you're saying, Avic, but I think he's saying the rumors about him wanting to get out of it is kind of creating some yeah, buzz. I don't buy it at all. All right, what's next? Al Renshaw says, "Hi, John. You ready to eat ketchup on yes. ketchup and eggs on the 29th? <laughs> no #Hashtag I stand with Ray. Yeah, it's a movement now.
2: it's a movement. It's just a bet yeah, now. Yeah, it's yeah. a movement. I'm bringing a bottle of ketchup next time we're <laughs> the
0: it's,
1: it's a Ray or a movement it's gonna happen. Right now. All right, what's next? Gayoume LaBelle says, love the new format, John. Went to a special screening of Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I really liked it. The last 10 minutes made me cry like a baby. Yeah, I
0: think I'm in the minority here because Aaron Cummings also cried like a baby. And I'm not terribly big on the last 10 minutes, but... A lot of other people seem to be, it doesn't matter, last 10 minutes, great or not great. Overall, I think the film's really charming, and I'm glad you had a chance to see it, man. All right, what's next?
1: Al Renshaw says, hi, Kimberly. Hey, guy. (laughs) I will send you John's Star Wars fan film and breakdancing videos, and you can release them on your own channel. (laughs) Hey, hey, all all I, there's only. I
0: already have plans to do so. Well, no, I think a lot of people have copies of my fan film. (laughs) I think Al's out to get you, I know this
1: because I have emailed them. out to get you. you. I think I'm not actively pursuing this. Yeah, but the breakdancing videos,
0: never going to see the light of day. You can't find them. You cannot find them. Only I know where they are. Even my parents don't know where they are. And it's in their house. But their house is also like 4,000 square feet. Dang it. There's a lot of places to hide that shit. Dang it. So never going to find that. Oh. Never going to find that. All right, what's next?
1: Unbeatable says, quick guess, vulture in a Morbius post-credit scene. I I could see it.
0: I'm not predicting it, but I could see that happening. All right, what's next?
1: Rhett Proctor says, Grateful Dead movie is interesting, but I am so ready for a movie based on Nirvana and Kurt Cobain, my all-time favorite Mm. band besides Van Halen. Here's the problem. It's the same problem as with
0: the Michael Jackson, the idea of a Michael Jackson biopic, which is, how do you tell the story? From which point of view did you tell it? Because you tell it one way, you're going to piss off a bunch of people. You tell it the other way, you're going to piss off the other bunch of people. Um, And I think that's why it's been very, very hard to crack the code on that. But that is a, I really don't care about the life of musicians. (laughs) Oh, I think (laughs) it's fascinating. Totally wrong. Right. (laughs) I don't care to see biopics. Let me rephrase that. I don't generally care to see biopics about the life of music. I think the life of musicians are very important. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't really care a lot. Are you a documentary guy? Uh, I am more of a, probably a documentary guy.
1: Yeah. I love documentaries. Man. and
0: But there have been example there have been exceptions like the Bohemian Rhapsody movie I thought was great. Walk the Line is great. But I mean, generally speaking, I'm more interested in, you know, people that actually change the world. I'm interested in, in the guy who like created the atomic bomb the in Oppenheimer. Yeah,
1: but music I, changes the world, man. Music, s- music changes the world. Music changes people's directions in life. Do you know how many people are I like? Still I think went to Led are Zeppelin concert in 1975, and I was just like, and then it changed my mind. Are you kidding yeah. me? Music is power. Eh.
0: Eh. <laughs>
1: you shouldn't be a music teacher. Anyway. <laughs> hey, listen, I play almost music every instrument. Nothing, I, mean, I
0: appreciate music. All I'm saying is, is that even I would be pretty interested in a Kurt Cobain movie. I, even I would would be down for that. So it, let's see if that ever actually happens, right? All right, what's next?
1: Aiden Foley sends in a 1999 Super Chat. Thank you so Thank much, you, Aiden. Aiden. Hey, John, love the show I watch every day. I was in college today, and we watched a film called Philadelphia. Tom Hanks. God, you're making me cry right now. Had no idea Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington was in it. It's a great film, made me... Tear up. Even Hanks is so good. And it was the first film back to back (sighs) that Tom
0: Hanks. I mean, that was the movie. Everybody forgets now, but Tom Hanks was just seen as the funny boy. He's the guy, Joe versus the volcano guy. He's some buddies buddies guy. Right. And it was Philadelphia that made the whole world go. What? He won best actor at the Academy award that year and then won it again the following year. It's the only time I know off the top of my head when it, when an b- actor won it back to back. At least it's the only time it's happened in like the last 40 years. So he won Best Actor at the Academy Awards for Philadelphia, then won Best Actor at the Academy Awards the very next year for Forrest Gump. And uh, yeah, it's an incredible film. It's a powerful film. It's an important film. So it is. good on you for checking that out, and Thanks for writing in about it. All right. What's next?
1: Eli says, hi, everyone. Oh, it's a question. Don't forget, you guys, where to send your questions. Um, this says, well, what, did, what did he say? Um, he says, I have a question that no one has asked. Can Dominic Toretto beat Arisham, the <laughs> judge, with the power of family? Hey, again, uh, not a place for
0: questions, but if uh, Do- if uh, Vinny yeah. Diesel is producing it, yes, he'll find a way for him to beat Arisham. All right, what's next?
1: Connor Hale says, seeing Ghostbusters Afterlife tonight. I'm super excited for it. It's my most anticipated movie of the year. Also, Saturday, seeing King Richard and Ghostbusters Afterlife afterlife again hope it makes 70 million
0: yeah Anne and i are going to watch uh king richard tomorrow very excited about that because our our own aaron is going to be aaron in, and her husband tom degnan are both going to be in the movie you of course have seen aaron in the trailers for king richard so very 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 excited about that and uh yeah i'm looking forward to ghostbusters i hope it does well i really really hope it does well i think it deserves it all right what's next
1: the Lord Biswas says, hey, I'll be listening to this on podcast later. I agree with the theory yesterday about Andrew Garfield saving MJ Redemption going to solve. Yeah,
0: I really think it's going to be Andrew Garfield that saves her. I think there's a reason we just saw the hand. Uh, I had some people sending me images of the ha- the costume hand of Andrew Garfield Spider-Man that compares comparing it to the shot in the trailer. And I think it's what's going to happen, man. And I think it's going to be beautiful. All right, what's next?
1: Chase Dishman says, Disney CMO, Disney's CEO and AMC CEO must share notes.
0: I'll still take Bob Chapek any day over Adam Aaron. I'll, I'll take Disney CEO Bob Chapek over AMC's Adam Aaron anytime. Anytime, all day, every day, twice on Sunday.
1: Really? With all these blunders?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Bob Chapek's not a scumbag. He may be making mistakes. He may be making some bad decisions, but he's not a scumbag. He didn't lay off Thirty thousand employees, and then give himself a nine million dollar bonus for taking away everybody's jobs. He didn't take credit for saving the company when a freaking meme stock artificially inflated their stock prices. That's what saved the company, but he stood on stage at Cinecon and boasted about it, and as if to take credit that you know I navigated us through our tough times. You did nothing. You're an asshat. Anyway, do I feel strongly about that a little bit? Yes. Uh, for, for Bob Chapek is not a bad
1: person. I think Adam Aaron is a bad person. And anyway, that's just me. All right, what's next? Sidious Swift says, I hear Chapek loves In-N-Out John. Not only that, but he loves (laughs) throwing in some scrambled eggs with ketchup on them in the burger, too. I take
0: it back. Bob Chapek's a scumbag. Yeah, he's a scumbag. Bob (laughs) Chapek is a scumbag. All right, what's next?
1: Austin Wall says, Bob Bob Chapek needs to read Bob Iger's book. I'm in the middle of reading it. And he could pick up a few leadership skills from Papa... Iger.
0: yeah i mean terrific book and he also did what's that uh organization again where somebody gives masterclass. Masterclass. master class thank mm-hmm. you bob chapek did a master classes or uh, bob Iger did a master class on that as well so the book the, lots of great stuff in there i'm glad you brought that up awesome thanks for that all right what's next
1: Double B Studio says, I love Bob Chapek as my punching bag in mm-hmm. the basement. He's scheduled to stand a broom up, climb a ladder, jumping off it, legs open, and John um, C. Uh, again, I th- as, as
0: put off as I am by a lot of the things that Bob Chapek has done, he is clearly a very smart guy. And at some point he had the confidence of Bob Iger. I don't think he does anymore, but at some point he did. And at some point he had the confidence of the board of directors at Disney to give him the CEO position. And I believe that if he is well-intentioned, and I have no reason to doubt that he he isn't Mm well-intentioned, I think he can turn things around. I really do. I think he can turn things around. I think he has the ability to turn things around. And, and that is why, despite all the crap that I talk, you give me a Bob Chapek shirt, I'll wear it. You give me a Bob Chapek fly, flag, I'll fly it. I'll cheer for him. I want him to win. I want Bob Chapek to win Um, because I've I've never heard he's, he's a bad guy. He's representing and running a company I want to see succeed. I think it's better for all of us when Disney succeeds. So I'm going to keep cheering for him. So, and yeah, there's that. All right, what's next?
1: Ben Rayner says, this Bob Chapek thing is getting out of hand. What will be the final straw to remove him, you think? How deep in do does he have to be in? Um, w-
0: things that happen on a massive corporate level happen much more slowly than they do on us regular mortals level. They're going to give him minimum three years, I think. Minimum three years. And let me emphasize again, something that we should never lose sight of, Bob Chapek took over Disney under the most ridiculously impossible circumstances that anybody could have taken over Disney. All their theme parks were closed. The movie theaters were closed. Their productions were all shut down. The product they had ready to show to the public was sitting on shelves collecting dust. He took over Disney in the midst of a pandemic, the most impossible circumstances ever. And in the midst of all the legitimate criticisms that we've had about Bob Chapek's leadership, we should not lose sight of that. I think they give a minimum three years and I think they should give a minimum three years, unless something like catastrophic happens like, uh, yeah. So, um, turns out, uh, we can't make uh, any more Avengers movies. What are you talking about? Well, Chapek got drunk, was having a poker game, bet the rights to the MCU and he lost. Okay. (laughs) Then, You fire his ass. But otherwise, I think they give him three years. So two more years to go, roughly. All right, what's next?
1: All right, this super chat is coming from Alan Gonzalez. How many tickets are all the tickets? All the
0: tickets. Think of the biggest number you can think of. And they're all gone. You put, Andrew, you know, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this. But I'm going to do this. Give give me a second. I'm going to show you guys something that I came across today, which is just like nutty good. Like absolutely nutty good. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Doo, doo 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 I'm sorry I'm wasting everybody's time, but this is just like too freaking good. Um, and I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to find it. Let me check one last thing. One last thing. Yeah, I think I lost it. Yeah, I lost it. Anyway, there's this video that came out. Somebody sent it to me like claiming like, this is the real thing. Oh, wait a minute. I think I found it. I think I found it. Hold on a second. So let me let me show you this. Oh, I gotta mute this. Let me show you this because this will freak you out. All right, you ready for this? Okay, check check this out. Okay, so blah, 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 there's the bad guys.
1: What?
0: What? Let's back that up a bit, dude. Wait, wait, wait,
3: wait.
1: You can't just drop that on us like that. Look
0: oh at my this. God. What? Also, back that up a bit again.
1: Wait, what? Wait. Oh, what? Did you see that? Yeah. Here, I'll do it, it again.
0: I'll do it again. Look at the monitor, right? Look at that. Facing off against the bad guys. One more time. Let's back that up. I'm I'm killing my YouTube stream here because it's going, wait a minute. How many times are you going to try to do this?
1: For those podcasting, we are looking at a trailer with three Spider-Men.
0: But that someone made, right? So here's the thing. Let me see if I can. Ref- okay. So here it goes. All right. We're look at trouble. this thing. And you have the spider Man in there. And it's like, oh, yeah. Then they look at that flying into battle. And then they're going down. Oh, and gosh. then the captain, oh. the captain comes down. Mary Jane falls. Toby is oh, do- done. But what happened? Eyes. Andrew jumps down. Closing my he eyes. He sees Gwen Stacy. Closing my and ears. And sees closing the reflection in his mask, goes down and saves her and grabs her.
1: So freaking dope.
0: And saves her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is fake.
2: Okay, thank God.
0: Yeah, it's fake. Oh. It's totally fake. But I'm telling you what. That, that, looks, that was made by, oh, by the oh, way. that great, but man. It looks amazing. <laughs> that was made by um, by a guy named Mighty Raccoon on Mighty YouTube. Mighty
2: Raccoon.
0: Mighty Raccoon. First of all, how they was able to make that in 24 hours? I was just going to say. I have no idea.
2: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: I have no idea how you made that in 24 hours. Mm. But I'm just saying, when you ask how many tickets are all the tickets? If that had been, I put on Twitter today, if that had had been the trailer we wouldn't have a show today because the internet would have crumbled yep the internet would have fallen under the weight of a thousand black holes <laughs> and it would have been obliterated but you know what i
2: love this excitement of not knowing knowing but not seeing knowing but know, not knowing so like when you go into theaters it's like if it does happen i just think the payoff is just gonna be you know off over the top you know what i mean so, like, for me, like I said yesterday, I don't care to see anymore. Right. I'm ready. It's, like, so close. Let's not, not lose our minds, but it's coming. I'm, I'm pretty But excited. I'm just saying,
0: if that had been real, the internet would have collapsed. So, when we say they would have sold all the tickets, I'm not being facetious. Every ticket, everywhere, would have been sold instantly to go see this movie. And that's why. You're going to see that November 29th in the brand new Spider-Man trailer on November uh, 29th. All right, let's get back over to it. What's next?
1: Jasmine Johnson's in a 999 super chat. Thank you so much. Um, when we finally see no way home of course we're all going to freak out but we haven't considered the post credit scenes like there's definitely a lot of possibilities for whatever they can show
0: absolutely but there's no point in speculating about what's going to be in the post credit scene when we don't even know what's in the movie yet like we got to see the movie to have context to then speculate about what could be in the post credit scene so i know darth vader's in it
1: what about wanda
0: I mean, wh- listen. Wanda may not even be in the post-credit scene. Wanda could actually be in the movie itself. But again, True. but I I I don't know. So Wanda's a possibility. like everything's a possibility. We haven't seen the movie, so we so absolutely anything. Forrest Gump could be. And we we're just talking about Tom Hanks. Forrest Gump could be in the post-credit scene, for all we know. So I mean, we'll have to, who knows? All right,
1: what's next? Chips B. Wick says John and crew, Kevin Feige is going to Sony, calling it now.
0: I'm not going to say that's crazy. Oh, like, that would be nuts. <laughs> I, I have said for a long time, I believe there is a ticking clock on how long Kevin Feige is going to stay at Disney. He's accomplished everything there is to accomplish. He made the number one blockbuster box office film of all time. He made a comic book movie get nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. He has nothing left to do there. I sometimes speculate that he could go over to Warner Brothers and, and suddenly revamp DC. But going over to Sony to to shepherd the Sony Spider-Verse. I'm not going to I'm not going to say that's happening, but I'm not going to say that's crazy. I mean, if you listen to the, all the people at Sony talk about Kevin Feige, they rave about him. Feige loves his relationship with them. Again, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying I don't think that's the craziest thing I've heard today. All right. Next up. What's next?
1: All right. Am I John? Can you pronounce that for me? I don't want to butcher this again because I butchered um, it once. Yeah, Is it Kiyomi? Okay. LaBelle says, Chapek, I have to return some (laughs) videotapes? Yeah, yeah. Oh, T23. Oh, I totally
0: forgot. (laughs) Got these VHSs from Blockbuster. The the late fees are going to be so
1: big. I can't wait another day. Anytime now. Anytime. All right, what's next? Tom Platt says, Bob Chapek is to Disney as what Dan Snyder is to the Washington <laughs> football team.
0: Uh, come on now. Give, give, we'll, give, we'll give old Chappie a chance. Give old Chappie a chance. But John, you were just railing on the guy. I know, listen, you can rail on a guy and criticize bad leadership and still be on his side and give him a chance and hope that he can turn it around. You can do both. And I'm going to do both. I'm going to criticize him when I think he needs to be criticized, but I'm going to cheer that he turns it around. All right, what's next?
1: Ethan Holgate says, the fact that Bob Chapek is skipping D23 just shows once again how arrogant he truly is. Also, I love Tom Holland, but he's not a good fit for Bond. Uh, Again, like like I said, I tend to agree. I can't see Tom Holland as Bond,
0: but if we didn't already know it existed back in the 80s, and were you to say to me, Michael Keaton as Batman, Beetlejuice? You... You want Beetlejuice as Batman? You you want Mister Mom? You want Mister Mom as Batman? You want the the
1: funny guy? I, wouldn't we have said that if we didn't? Or, but look how it turned out. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right. What's next? Jasmine Jones says, "Are we really prepared for seeing any of Peter's friends or Aunt May and happy to get hurt or die in No Way Home, especially with parallel with Gwen and MJ with what we saw from the trailer?"
0: Sure, if they could kill them all, they'll just bring them all back in five months. It's the Marvel fake death cinematic universe. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, look, this is a movie that's filled with a bunch of villains who are already dead.
1: Electro's (laughs) dead. Lizard's dead. Doc Ock is dead. And yet here they are. Pet cemetery of the comic book. Yes. World. <laughs> so I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry
0: about it too terribly much. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Jasmine. All right. What's next?
1: Russell Amador says, Arshem, the judge will come <laughs> for judgment on Chapek." I will ret- you, JPEC. You have
0: three years and then I will return for judgment. I like that. I like that. All right. What's next?
1: Ben Elman says, in 2017, Joe Road opened Guardians Mission Breakout in Disneyland and the World of Pandora in Disney yes. World. He attended both in the same day, but Chapek wants us to believe he can't make the same trip.
0: No, this is a good, this is a really good thing to bring up. So Joe Rode was an Imagineer at Disney. And on the exact same day, uh, the Pandora at Disney World down in California and the Tower of Terror, they got renamed to the Guardians of the Galaxy thing at Disneyland in California. They were debuting on the same day. He got to both. This Imagineer, this Disney Imagineer, he attended both. California to Florida. They were on opposite sides of the country and he made it to both. What is so damn important for the CEO? This was just an Imagineer and he was able to get to both. You can't get to D23 when you've had it in your books for months. Really? You can't make it. I'm pretty sure Disney will give you your own private plane. They're not going to make you fly coach. Oh, yeah. JPEG, can you get back? We're good. We'll get you a ticket on Southwest. We'll get you a ticket on Southwest. Maybe you can make it. No, no, I'm sure they've got a fleet of private planes that can be there to take him to it. Airdrop. Maybe he's
1: going to leadership training and he can't miss it. Maybe. Maybe he's going to leadership training. Could be. All right. What's next? Ben Rayner says, yes, Ray, I knew you had good taste. I love the terminal with Tom Hanks. Yeah.
2: See,
1: got a friend. <laughs> come on,
2: man. It's not, come on. It's a it's
0: bad a movie, movie man. man. It's the one bad Steven so Spielberg happy. movie. <laughs> so, oh, all right. What's
1: next? James Argenta sends in a super chat. You are overreaching. It's not a big D 23. It is only for Disney parks. Also, Iger showed up to all the premieres because it helps him in his future campaign for president or California governor. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, no, and you're talking about that Iger showed up for all those things. No, he showed up because he was—he's so, a good leader. People, the people at Disney and the leadership at Disney—you got to understand—they loved Bob Iger, loved him. They loved working with him. They loved being around him. And the reason he was so loved on that level is not because he didn't make tough choices or stuff like that. What it was because they always knew he had their backs. He was always going to do what was best for the company first, but he believed what was best for the company was best for what was creative. And he always supported it. He always supported it. And I'm sorry, but you told the Disney faithful, I'm going to be at this thing, this big Disney event. I'm going to be there. And then without an announcement, quietly removed his name from it until all the Disney insiders realized, uh, JPEG is now not showing up. And Chapek got on some D23 podcast and said, Oh yeah, I really try to make it. I really try to make it so I could be there, but I just can't be there. I sorry, James. I don't I don't buy it. I mean, I hope you're right and I'm wrong. I really do, but I, I don't buy it right now. All right, what's next?
1: Juan Pont says, I was at the Harry Styles concert last night at the forum, and during this great show, I just kept thinking, This dude is Thanos' brother. Lock him up. <laughs> First of
0: all, don't tell my wife that Harry Styles was at the forum last night because she's going to get really mad that she didn't know about it because she she probably would have wanted to be there. So let's keep that a little bit secret. He is Eros, man. He's Eros. All right, what's next?
1: Hero 75 says, even worse about Bob C. Excuse is that Imagineer Joe Road flew, flew across the country yeah. in the same day attending two openings for his yeah, rides. Absolutely right, plan. Hero
0: 75. Absolutely right. All right, what's next?
1: RJ Brando says, furthering your support, furthering your sport ceo comparison for you to think Batman enjoys getting booed yearly at the stanley cup final the man sucks it up and does his job
0: whether it's at the draft or his job to present the stanley cup whenever he comes out on the ice they get booed i mean most commissioners do for all the sports leagues they get booed but he does his job he's representing the company he does what he needs to do it's a good example all
1: right what's next russell amador says bob Chake. JPEG is a scroll infiltrating <laughs> Disney. There's
0: the theory right there. All right, what's next? Well said, Russell.
1: Coming from Double B Studio, Bob is scheduled for Crohn's surgery. Hopefully, he gets botched and ends up unbotched botched and fix the damn small world ride at Disneyland. I, I, sur- I don't know what it is Cajons. you're saying. Cajones. I'm sorry, Cajones surgery. I mispronounced that. Cajones. Like he ain't oh. got no Cajones oh sorry i missed okay mis- <laughs> i was like that's not i like, no, bro but so i I'm that's say, my bad that's my bad i was gonna
0: say double b i'm, I'm not sure what he's Cajones. saying but i certainly hope you're not saying we hope for medical bad things to happen. that's not cool okay cojones cojones schedule for cojones surgery okay my bad. that's it i'm like dude like that's crossing a line and hoping the guy gets hurt
1: anyway okay gotcha we got gotcha. you sorry i went to the school for children who don't read well all right what's next <laughs> Preston Walden says, The Rock, Bob, what are you doing instead of D20? Bob, I have to, The Rock, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter what you're matter doing. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter. That's
0: exactly what The Rock would say to a man. That's exactly what he would say. All right, what's next?
1: Hero 75 says, you likely didn't hear this about Bob C, is that he announced a cost-cutting measure to limit food size. Then it would help the waistline <laughs> of gas. I wouldn't put it past them at this point, Hero. All right, what's next? Bobby Jackson, if Aaron has her baby today or tomorrow, she should name them King Richard Dennigan yes. in honor of her movie coming out this week. I, I think that would <laughs> be really more cute. than
0: appropriate, I, I, even That's if really it's a cute. daughter. Even if it's a daughter, Super name them cute. King Richard. All right, what's next?
1: Taurus Clark says, I'm hearing Sony plans on the 29th to reveal Toby and Andrew in a new trailer. Put that ketchup bottle to the side. Look at Ray and scream big
0: surprise. <laughs> surprise. I'm telling you, I, I'm not the only that that theory is now catching on. I, I think a lot of people are starting to believe this, that there is going to be another trailer. on the 29th. Again, no information. Nobody nah. at Disney's told me this. Nobody at Sony's told me this. I'm just telling you, that's, that's just kind of what I see coming. All right, what's next?
1: Latin Shark 956 says, Bob Chapek is going to have ketchup and eggs during <laughs> D23. Ah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Bob Chapek. All right, what's next?
1: Mr. Hank Dunn says, fun fact, Michael Keaton's actual name is Michael Douglas. Keaton is a stage name. What? You know what? I think I heard that before. That's hilarious. But there's already a Michael Douglas. I oh, mean,
0: I, wow. I
1: I, I was watching him on 60 minutes I a couple did they talk weeks about that ago and minutes? I think he did mention that because they were kind of giving an overview of his career and I think he did mention that.
0: That is really cool to hear. I did not know that. All right, that's interesting. Good choice too because be weird having two Michael Douglases running around. All right, what's next?
1: All right, there is a super chat from Cal Callison. Thank you Thank so you, Cal. much. Mike Holtakers says, but John, Chapek is getting a new poppy probe, poopy probe, hashtag D23. Oh, the poopy probe. Uh, hey, listen, in, in all seriousness,
0: in all seriousness, if Bob Chapek has to be at some serious medical thing, like if, yeah. if like if some like everything that I have said about this becomes instantly moot, instantly moot, if literally something happened that they just discovered within the last couple of days, and he needs to get to L.A. for a medical, where there's a medical expert to assess his stuff, then everything I said about this becomes moot. I mean, absolutely. The dude's health comes first. Absolutely. However, those Disney insiders that were doing all these reports noticed that they quietly and without announcement took Chapek's name off the list a while ago. So I, I don't know if it's a big medical thing, but I'll, I'll, I'm just saying right now, if it turns out this is an actual legitimate medical thing yeah, that has just well. come up and it needs to be taken care of as soon as you can get into LA to see these people. And that's when he's got to do it. Then, you know, may the, may the grass, what's the way the road rise to meet your feet and may the wind be at your back. I mm-hmm. mean, that's then the best of So just get that out of the way. I don't think that's what's going on, but if it is. Yeah. Say that. All right. What's next?
1: James Argenta says, if Vulture is in Multiverse of Madness, it would be if they got the rumored actor Raimi wanted for Vulture in his Spider-Man Four, John Malkovich.
0: Uh, Yeah, it wouldn't happen. So for those of you who don't know, Sam Raimi, before Sony pulled the plug on it, was going to do a Spider-Man four with Tobey Maguire. And the villain lined up to be, it was Vulture and it was going to be played by John Malkovich. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I guess the events of Spider-Man three cooled them on the idea. They thought that we'll just reboot this in a couple of years and they pulled the plug, but yeah, I, that would be funny, but I don't think most people would get the joke. So I don't, I don't think they're going to do that. All right. What's next?
1: Luis Enrique de la Pena says, it looks like the streaming companies haven't learned that the anime live action adaptations don't work. First avatar, then Gundam, and now one piece cowboy bebop and St. Sierra.
0: Um, Who says, listen, there's, there's nothing. When something doesn't work, it's not because, oh, it's because they adapted it from an uh, an anime. That's not it. It's just, they didn't make a good project. The reason there hasn't been a great uh, video game movie is not because video games can't be made into great movies. Sure. You can Anything can be made into a great movie. Felipe, the sentient dancing microphone can be made into a great (laughs) movie. If you have the right script with the right people attached, who have the right vision with the bright studio support and the right director in, at the helm, you can make a great movie out of that. They made a Lego movie for heaven's sakes. They made a movie about square plastic building blocks and it's fantastic Dope. because yep. they had the great idea for it. They had somebody with vision for it and they made something great. A- anime adaptations, to live action can a hundred percent work absolutely they can they haven't really yet but they can and i think netflix is going to crack that code i think netflix is going to crack that code with avatar because that's what netflix does with their series their series work so we'll see we'll see all right what's next
1: cal Callison says theory in no way home wolverine will show up on the statue of liberty when sucked in from the end of x-men one when the machine on the statue blew up listen
0: I'm not going to doubt that an X-Man can come through. Interesting, But I don't think it's going to be Hugh Jackman. I don't think Hugh Jackman is ever putting on the... Uh, he's so done. He's not, Yeah, he's not done in this, the thing. If Ryan Reynolds wants him to do a surprise cameo in a Deadpool, I think he would do it for Ryan Reynolds. It, for something fun and short and just as a goof. I don't see him doing this, though. But, I mean, if he did, it would be wild. All right, what's next?
1: Ishmael Mantoya says... Hey John, love the new crew. Did you see that Joe Russo called Tom Holland Spider-Man the new favorite character of MCU? I hope Tom doesn't leave to Sony. Um, I hope he does. Uh, I hope he does. I think it would be great for the Spider-Man
0: character because he'll get the Spider-Man character if he goes over to Sony will get a lot more attention and a lot more resources dedicated to him than he is in an overcrowded MCU where they're trying to do four series a year and five movies a year and all the, and now they got X-Men coming in and stuff like that. Hey, if you're satisfied with Spider-Man being put on a shelf and just revisited every three or four years, fine. But at Sony, he's going to get a lot more attention. They're going to make him the center of their universe. They're going to make that Spider-Man the center. They're even calling it the Sony Spider-Man universe. I mean, he's going to get the attention and Sony has made better Spider-Man movies than Marvel ever has. They made Spider-Man two. They made Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse marvel's never made spider-man movies as good as those they've also made the worst spider-man movies let's not forget that for sure but uh, i hope they do and uh, i think it's gonna be great when they do i think it will be great when they do but we'll find out soon if that's gonna happen maybe it won't all right what's next
1: luis enrique de la pena says i meant saint Seiya. it's a manga it's a Manga and anime series that was popular in the 80s, available on Netflix. Famke Jensen and Sean Beam are part of the cast in the live action movie adaptation.
0: I'm completely not familiar with it. Not even remotely in the least. I know nothing about the original or the adaptation. Thanks for putting that on the radar, Luis. All right, what's next?
1: Hero 75 says, sorry, but I don't think Ghostbusters will have the great... We'll have that great of a second weekend. Disney's Encanto comes out and we'll kneecap it. Uh, I don't think so. I think there's more than enough business to go around. Encanto's
0: going to do well, but it, listen, I'm hearing Encanto's great, but I'm not also I'm also not feeling a lot of buzz for Encanto. I hear it's great. I heard the music was awesome. I heard all this stuff, but I'm not from general fans. Like I'm not getting five questions a day about, what do you think about this for Encanto? What do you think about that for Encanto? Like When James Bond was coming out, I was getting 20, 30 questions a day about James Bond. When like the same is true of a lot of things, I'm not getting anybody writing to ask about Encanto, so I don't know. I think there's enough business to go around, especially on a holiday weekend like that. But we'll see. We'll see. All right. What's next?
1: Lions and Warriors International says Michael Keaton shooting scenes for something. Batman confirmed for No Way Home. <laughs> uh, John, we, you, you were right about it being Batman that was punching the lizard. Hey. Yeah, maybe. Except
0: for the fact that he was very specific. He says, "I'm shooting vulture stuff tomorrow." vulture stuff. But oh my God, if Batman came out of nowhere, if Michael Keene's Batman came out and punched the, punched the lizard, that would be freaking awesome. All right, what's next?
1: Cutie Pie Caden says, hey, John, love your stuff. Just wondering where Robert has been lately. Miss that guy. Uh, I've addressed this a couple of times,
0: so I'll, I'll let you know again. So I implemented a thing where I I really like, and Rob knew this, the show, the John Cape show was always never meant to be remote. It was always meant to be in the same room together because I just think there's more energy and and better energy for that. And Rob knows that. And Rob and I talked about it and he agreed. And, you know, with the pandemic, obviously, we stopped doing things in the same room and I started bringing in remote guests. So with this coming out of the pandemic, I decided it's time to go back to that. And I talked to Rob about it on the phone and I explained the whole situation to him and he agreed and he said, yeah, I can make it out one, two. Now he wouldn't be able to be on the show three or four times a week like he normally would, but he agreed to do it once or twice a week excellent very excited uh but then he changed his mind uh he didn't want to make the drive out and i make the drive out to la at least twice a week i like me and and Ann goes like three times a week it's not that big of a deal it's not that big of a drive i do it all the time just for fun but um rob knows and listen rob's got a lot of things on his plate he's doing some real big things he's trying to develop new stuff for netflix he's got big 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 fish on his pan to fry man and he's doing some good stuff trying to develop his own youtube channel as well but look Rob knows, I would love to have him on the show whenever he's available, but right now he doesn't really want to make that drive. I don't blame him. I mean, that's a bit of a drive, but if Rob wants to be on, he can be here. He knows that. Uh, But again, he's got some big, cool, cool, cool stuff that he's working on too. So, you know, to be fair, Rob has wanted to really grow his own YouTube channel, but it's hard to do that when you're dedicating a lot of time to somebody else's YouTube channel like mine. And I wouldn't blame him at all if he just wants to focus more of his energy on that. Actually, even when he and I were talking on the phone last week, part of the thing he was mentioning is that he's been so busy with a lot of his Netflix stuff that he hasn't even had time to work on his own YouTube channel stuff. And I get that. As somebody who's spent a lot of time building my own stuff, I get that too. So Rob knows whenever he wants to make the drive out here, there'll be a chair for him. There absolutely will. So, yeah, there's that. All
1: right. What's next? Telaney any says. Tana Lou, sorry, says, will all three MJs make an appearance in No Way Home? Uh, No, I, I mean,
0: they, uh, Kristen Dunst was actually very, I mean, it wasn't just one of these, oh, she might just be a misdirect. No, you could, no, they're not, they're not going to be there. At least that one's not going to be there. All right, what's next?
1: Sidious Swift says, I could see Holland playing Bond, but he doesn't age. <laughs> they'll, they'll have to book a young supporting cast around him so he doesn't look out of place.
0: Yeah, so it's gonna to have to be him as James Bond. They'll have to get a couple of the kids from Shazam, from the Shazam family. <laughs> I'm Q okay, Q. You look like you're seven, but all right. Yeah, right. it's like this dude don't age. And again, that has served him well. Cause Tom Holland's 25 years old. A lot he of people are shocked like when 18. they hear that, right? Like yeah. you, you wouldn't a lot of people are shocked when they hear that he is 25 years old. I was. But he can pass as a high school student, no problem. So this has served him very well. not like the cast of 90210. Or the the cast of Dear Evan Hansen. How old? (laughs) But it's going to be, but it has served him well. But could it also be a hindrance for the idea of playing something like Bond? I don't know. Maybe. All right. What's
1: next? Double B Studio says Disney saying big surprises and really didn't have something big. Well, now they have Michael Keaton shooting Vulture coming through multiverse. No way home. Again, I highly I don't
0: think they're shooting anything else for Spider-Man. No way. I think whatever they were going to shoot is already shot. So I think the Michael Keaton thing is either in Morbius, which is still possible. Or it's Dark Strange 2, which we know is shooting right now. Is doing reshoots right now. So yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. All right, what's
1: next? Sayren Tamilsvim says, "Chapek was at Eternals premiere, avoided interview." Um, I you know what? I don't believe
0: that's true. It's, it's it's not just about. interview. I was there, I was there, and I I remember asking around other people too. Like is as is the CEO here is Bob Chapek here? Nobody saw him. So, I mean, did he sneak in late into a back seat and then sneak out the back? I suppose that's possible, but I, I don't think he was but there. But you should be visible for your team. You gotta be there. You gotta be front and center. You gotta be there. Bob Chap- or Bob Iger always was. Anyway, that's that's that. All right, what's next?
1: Marie Seifring says Tom Holland will play a more mature action character in Uncharted. This could make it easier for people to see tom as the potential bond
0: maybe like i still i I really like a lot of people were upset about the selection of tom holland for uh drake i think it's a good choice because not only do i think he's a really good actor he's got the physicality he can pull off a lot of the action stuff but now you've got a guy who can literally be the face of a franchise for the next 10 years easy easy he could be the face of the franchise for the next 10 15 years I'm not saying he's going to pull a Hugh Jackman and be the face of the franchise for 20 years, but he could, he literally could play the role that long. And so it's going to be interesting to see if we can buy him as a slightly older than Peter Parker kind of role now. So that'll be interesting to see. All right. What's next?
1: Raymond Verrata says Tom Holland can be Bond, but he won't be a double O. Eh, I don't know. He's old enough. He's old enough. I think they could do it. All right. What's next? Lord Genome 76 says, Tom would be good casting for the first LGBT Bond.
0: I I don't think they'll ever do that with Bond because it's too much. The It sounds weird to say, but the almost womanizing chauvinistic nature of Bond is a core part of who that character is. You can't take that out of it because if you do, that's not Bond anymore. So I don't think they could ever do it. It's the same reason why Barbara Broccoli, who she owns the rights to James Bond, when she was talking about, listen, we do a lot of things with Bond, but like Bond can never be a woman because that's just for a lot of characters in fiction. Most characters in fiction, the gender or ethnicity of the character is not a core part of the DNA of who their characters are. So I think you can easily swap genders. Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica is a great example of that. Michael Clark Duncan is Kingpin in the in the Daredevil uh, one that Ben Affleck did. You uh, Michael uh, Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm. The ethnicities, the genders of those characters were not intrinsically a part of the DNA of what those characters were and what they represented. There are some characters that are. Some that are. And like for instance, Black Panther, T'Challa. You 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 can't have I don't know, who am I trying to think of off the t- you can't have Ryan Gosling play T'Challa. And I don't think you can make that sort of a change with a James Bond, at least according to Barbara Broccoli. So who knows? We'll see. All right, what's next?
1: Malcolm March says, this makes me remember when Disney was doing the whole hype about The Last Jedi being the best movie of Star Wars, and we know how it went.
0: I but The thing is, I don't think Disney ever did do that hype. I don't think Disney did that hype at all. I think a few people said there are reports of that, but I never heard that. So I, I always thought that was a little overplayed, Malcolm, to be honest with you. That's just me. All right, what's next?
1: Charlie Zakari sends in a super chat. Thank you so much. With Ray and Kimberly, the John Campia show has hit its stride. Well, I really like I really like having
0: these guys in here, so I'm having a lot of fun. I, and listen, I, I have never have more fun doing this show than when I have people in the room with me. Like when, when Rob and I used to do them together in the same room, when me and Schnapp used to be together or me and Harloff or Dennis or, or whatever and whoever it's just, it's a lot more fun for me when we're all in the same room together. There's just a different energy to it. And that's why I like it so much. All right. Thanks for that, man. What's next?
1: James Saunders says, I'm so excited for November 29th. I'll get a Spider-Man trailer or. John eating eggs and ketchup. Ah. Talk about a no-lose situation. Believe me, James, you're
0: going to get a trailer, my friend.
1: You're going to get a trailer. Absolutely new trailer. All right, what's next? Renan Morris sends in a super chat. Thank you so much. Thank you, Renan. Kevin Cow says Spider-Man will open to $200 super hyped. Uh, Maybe we'll see what they do with the next trailer. All right, what's next? Peter Cunnington says, John, I'll give you a $40 super chat. If you eat ketchup and eggs on the show, <laughs> Oh my and God. S- s- spickle on some ketchup chips on top, um, what is put, that?
0: They they make ketchup tickets, uh, ketchup ke- chips is actually pretty big in Canada, and yeah. and yeah, Lay's you can get them here too. Lay's makes a ketchup chips, a ketchup flavored chips so that you can order and get. You absolutely can. Lay's also makes a. Chicken and biscuits flavor potato chip that you can get.
1: Lays has been on it with the flavors. They have
0: been very on it with the flavors.
1: Uh, but here's the thing: they need to come uh, through with some chili.
0: $40 is adorable. Uh, <laughs> $40 is adorable. Slap two more zeros on that. Oh, wow. Oh, you think I'm kidding? So I'm winning this bet. <laughs> yeah, so the only way
2: we get to see John I have started a GoFundMe account. Bet. So. <laughs> I'm going to have to give calls to uh, Disney and actually
0: request, yeah. <laughs> request Bob JPEG is going to give a super trailer. chat of $4,000. We were going to we put that trailer on the 29th. Release it on that the
2: 28th, the whatever, 27th. Do not <laughs> release it on the 29th, please.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. literally, you think I'm joking. You can walk in here and slap like $400 bills down my desk. It's not enough. Put two more zeros at four grand. I probably do. You don't guys don't understand. I feel like I'm going to heave just thinking about ketchup on eggs huh. uh, yeah. i see people that's eating what ketchup and eggs and i'm
2: like oh yeah oh i might i might, like, I might oh, bring in some full? ketchup and eggs and just eat it throughout the whole week right during in front the of
0: show. me oh, just <laughs> until the countdown
2: no not right in front of you just casually right here on the desk just oh. eat it make you smell it a little bit you know i i yeah. i don't like the smell of ketchup to be honest
0: uh, <laughs> she, oh, that's a fun eggs. All right. Is that the last one or was there? Oh, there was one more in there. Kay Green just sent in a super chat badge to be supportive. Thank you, Kay Green. And uh, guys, thank you, everybody who sent in your uh, your thoughts, opinions, and things there in the super chat. We are now going to move over to take your questions in just a second. But before we go over to take your questions, there are a number of other things that have gone on in the world of movies and TV and entertainment news over the last uh, couple of days. And we want to make sure you guys are all caught up. We may not have time to make them main subjects for our show, but we want to make sure we at least touch on them just a little bit. So that is why we are happy to bring you right now our news feed. Kimberly, what's in the news feed today?
1: All righty. So first off, now... It was devastating to hear of the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of Rust last month due to Alec Baldwin firing a gun during a scene that was thought to be saved. In the aftermath of the tragedy, Baldwin is now being sued by several crew members. Uh, Mamie Mitchell is the second to sue him and she was the script supervisor. Variety states that the suit alleges that Baldwin should have checked the gun to make sure it was unloaded and also accuses the producers of cost-cutting measures that led to the incident. The suit also cites a text message from the film's camera operator in which he complained of two accidental discharges on set prior to the October 21st shooting. Mitchell was the first to call 911 after the incident. Now, this first, um, the first lawsuit was bu- was done by the film's gaffer, Sergei Sventi, and this entire situation is just, it's getting so messy.
0: It, what's, re- the additional, I mean, obviously the main thing here is about the it's people horrible. who lost their lives it's and horrible. got hurt, and then there are going to be people who look to take advantage of it. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. But like, this is just a terrible, ugly situation that most of us don't even know what really happened. We know like 1% of the information out here. Most of us don't know the rest. But yeah, this is just an ugly, ugly, terrible situation that continues to stay ugly and be terrible. All right, what's next?
1: All right, well, Emmy Award winning actor and Game of Thrones alum, Peter Dinklage, I love him, is getting some well-deserved recognition from the Gotham film film and Media Institute. IndieWire says, the Gotham Film and Media Institute announced Wednesday that Peter Dinklage will receive a performer tribute at the 2021 Gotham Awards ceremony on November 29th in New York City in honor of the Game of Thrones star's work over the last three decades. Dinklage, who stars in the upcoming film adaptation of Cyrano, joins past tribute recipients Chadwick Boseman, Viola Davis, Laura Dern, and Nicole Kidman. Additionally, the Gotham Awards will be Stow the Actors Fund with its impact salute in recognition of its work, providing resources and support to the for- performing arts community during the pandemic. Now, this is well-deserved. He's had a phenomenal career. And I don't know about you, John, but my favorite Peter Dinklage role is when he was in Death at a Funeral.
0: Oh, he was so good in that. <laughs> he was so good in that. But actually, he's got this Cyrano project he has coming out. This another telling of the Cyrano de Bergiac thing. They showed us some previews for it at CinemaCon and all of us were floored, absolutely floored by it. Cannot wait. All right. What's next?
1: Okay, so there's been a vote regarding the IATSE union contract, and not everyone is happy about the results, unfortunately. Uh, In regards to the vote on the ratified contract, Variety says the contract includes some gains for the workers and no givebacks, making it making its near defeat all the more striking. The deal provides a 54-hour weekend rest period, as well as increased penalties for going longer than eight hours without a lunch break. It also raises wages for the lowest paid workers in the union, including writer's assistants and script coordinators. But opponents argued that it did not do anything to shorten work days that can run 14 hours or longer, which was their main issue some say the next step should be a culture change that goes production by production. Now, for those who are new to the topic, IOC stands for the international Alliance of theatrical stage employees, and they have been fighting for important issues such as reasonable working hours, conditions and compensation. So hopefully they'll continue fighting and organizing. Yeah. Look, whenever you get into
0: a negotiation, nobody gets what everything they want. Like I remember my real estate agent said to me, one of the greatest quotes, he said, when both parties are kind of unhappy, that's when you know you have a good deal. And the cool thing, though, is this is the good thing. This is the protection for IATSE is that it's a three-year deal, which means they can go back to the table again in three years and maybe be in a strike position again in three years. But that this will give them a good idea. So I'm, I'm just glad everything's getting back to work right now. And at least they got s- some of what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And maybe they need to get more a little bit later. All right, what's next?
1: All right, guys, (laughs) our favorite law enforcement team from Reno, Nevada, is back in action. I was thrilled to read from Deadline that Paramount Plus has set Thursday, December 23rd, for the premiere of the new Reno 911 special. Oh, God, the hunt for QAnon. That's too good. (laughs) Sorry. The streamer has also released a teaser trailer on a mission to track down the one and only Q. The one behind all QAnon conspiracies, Reno 911, the hunt for QAnon, follows the deputies from the Reno Sheriff's Department as they get stuck at a QAnon convention at sea. Oh, my God. Ultimately escaping to discover that they've landed at Jeffrey Epstein's Old Island. Oh my God! Now there's a handful of comedy television series that I consider consider legendary, where each cast member, you know, pulls their weight, fully understands the magic of timing, the physicality of comedy and improv. And one of those shows, for me at least, is definitely Reno 911.
0: I, this is gonna I, be crazy. I I love Reno 911. <laughs> that show is really funny. It, I mean, look, it was hit and miss a little bit, but man, when it hit, when it was like hitting its stride, it was hilarious. So this sounds great.
1: And their me. guest stars were, were so great. Always good.
0: Always good. All right. Oh what's God. last?
1: Well, there is yet another reboot in the works. This one is one of Steven Seagal's best, and might I add, Oscar-nominated films under siege. Now, that Oscar nomination was for sound. I was just saying, um... what was it nominated for an Oscar for? Okay, good to know for sound. Deadline said there's no word yet if Seagal will reprise his role as Casey Raybeck, the ex-Navy SEAL turned cook who was the only person in that movie to stop a group of terrorists from taking control of a U.S. battleship. The movie, directed by Andrew Davis, grossed over $156 million worldwide when it was released and spawned a 1995 sequel, Under Siege 2, Dark Territory, which minted over $104 million plus worldwide Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey starred in the first movie. Nothing says 90s action martial arts movie like a (laughs) slow roundhouse kick to the back of the head by Steven Seagal. Now, the reboot will stream on HBO Max and will be written by Umar Alim, who wrote Netflix's Kate. And and it'll be directed by Tim Giagiotto, who is also set to remake... The brilliant Korean Korean zombie flick, Train to Busan. Right, yes. Again, no one asked for this remake, (laughs) but I don't know. It's got possibility. I think this is a remake that can really work.
0: You do? I I think this is a remake (laughs) that you can make as long as you keep Steven (laughs) Seagal away from it. I honestly think, think about this. this. The story and the idea of it is one that still plays today, and I think this is one that can work. I really do the cook that saved us all the, the cook, cook that, that saved, saved the all. world man the cook that saved the world his I think. slow martial arts oh there's I'm sorry
1: but it's just so special that I will sit through his films but I'll I, I love him but I will laugh through the whole thing and that ponytail like let's get it yeah let's I mean they'll have it. to get somebody
0: different obviously <laughs> this will somebody else will play who, who, who do you think though anybody Anybody, <laughs> like, like anybody there's a thousand moms I don't know <laughs> yeah, there's a thousand actors that could step in and play this role and do it fine I mean there's a thousand actors I'm gonna need there. a ponytail though I mean get to, what's his name Scott uh oh what's the name Scott I'm freezing on his name now but yeah there, there's a there's a stuntman. <laughs> no there's a stunt man action guy in Hollywood that everybody wants to see get more of a uh, get more of a, a Scott Adkins uh, that's what it is uh, Scott Atkins, that's it. Thank you. Who was the first one to put that in there? It was Steve Stephen Fu put that in there first. Yeah, Scott Atkins. So I don't get him. You don't get anybody. They're not. You're not going to find a worse actor than Steven Seagal, and you can get somebody else to pull off the on-screen action. So it'll be perfectly fine. All right, guys, listen. We're going to get now over to your questions that you guys have sent in. But before we do, we're going to take, as we roll into hour number three, we're going to take just a five-minute break here, give ourselves a chance to refill our drinks, stretch our legs, give you guys a chance to talk amongst yourselves, run to use the bathroom. So whatever you guys are going to do, go do. But make sure you stay right there. Don't go anywhere, guys. We will be right back. Twitter found out that the deal was actually done seven months before that announcement was ever made. Right, That's how it normally goes. By the time we find out about these things, a deal's usually been done six months to a year before that. I believe that Tom Holland's already under another deal. Now, I, I, I can't back that up, but it would be consistent with how this stuff usually runs and works. So, we'll see though, man. We'll see. I, I mean, I could be dead wrong about that. Absolutely. There's oh, a good chance of that. What's they're that? saying their theme music is on? Oh, no. it's the theme music Yeah, playing? yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? When we relaunched the stream, it automatically came back on. Thanks for letting me know about and that, guys. it keeps looping or something like that. Um, But yeah, I think, um, yeah, this is a deal that's already done. It's a deal that's already done, I believe. We we may find out I'm not right. We may. There's a good chance of that. But everything just seems this is how it happens all the time. So with Amy Pascal's words about, you know, I'm not making a Spider-Man movie without him. I think it's pretty clear that she's already got that deal done. But we'll see. All right, what's next?
1: Jesse says, hey, John, happy Life Day. How are uh, you celebrating this wonderful holiday? Of course, Star
0: Wars Life Day <laughs> was yesterday. Um, life Day. What is that? It's from the Star Wars Holiday Special. It's from the awesome. Star Wars Holiday Special that came out in like 1978 or 1979. The most awful thing ever done. But it did introduce us to Boba Fett. It was the first thing that ever had Boba Fett in an animated uh in an animated form. Really? That was before Empire Strikes Back and that was the first time we ever met Boba Fett. It was oh. In- but yeah, it's awful. Life day is as <laughs> bad as everybody says it is. All right, what's next?
1: Virtuoso Z has a four-parter here. Hi, John and crew. Finally got to watch Shang-Chi and loved it. Nice. I was awestruck by the dazzling, colorful visuals and the Disney Plus IMAX enhanced version really elevated the experience for me. So happy I was able to capture the magic of the MCU. After the lackluster. Recent entries overall would rank Shang-Chi in my top 15, above Captain America: One and Spider-Man: Homecoming, but below Doctor Strange, Thor: One, and Black Panther. Unfortunately, I found the characters Zai Ling and Shang-Chi to be a bit dull at times, and those two actors' performances stood out in what is otherwise a near flawless movie. But how does Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi stack up for you? Would y'all consider it now to be the best of the best? Or which, if any of the MCU greats will stand above it? Winter Soldier, Infinity, War, Civil War, Black Panther, or Doctor Strange, perhaps? Thanks and have an awesome day. I love Shang-Chi. I love this movie.
0: I don't think it's the greatest MCU movie, um, but it might be in my top five. It might, it actually might even be in, in top three. Look, I honestly think Shang-Chi is the best comic book movie to come out since Logan. Um, I think Shang-Chi is better than infinity war. I think Shang-Chi is better than end game. Um, I don't think it's as good as civil war. Um, I don't think it's as good as the original Avengers, which I think is the best comic book movie ever made. I don't know if it's as good as winter soldier. So it's definitely in my top five, not quite cracking the top three. But I honestly think it's the best comic book movie that's come out since Logan. I mean, Logan's better, but since Logan, I don't know that a better comic book movie's come out. Uh, that's how much I like it. Now, I'm not saying you need to agree with that or everybody should feel that way. I'm just saying, man, when I movies are experiential events and when I was in that movie theater, I had an experience of joy and fun and excitement that it's been a while since I've had that kind of experience in the movie theater. So, so what about like standalone
2: movies? Let's say, let's not include Avengers because that's kind of big cheating because right. I have a whole bunch of characters in there, superheroes. As a standalone movie for just the character itself, where would you... Woo. Like, because yeah, you got Logan and that's a... Stan- well, does he have that? I forgot the movie. <laughs> Logan's a standalone, yeah. Okay, yeah. so out of those, then how would you
0: rank it? I mean, when you're talking about in the MCU, or- I mean, I think it's... <sighs> What's What solo movies are better than Shang-Chi in the MCU? Maybe Thor 1. Thor 1 was good. Shazam. Oh, oh and then MCU. Shazam's If We're talking about in the MCU. Mm. I really, really love Kenneth Branagh's first Thor movie. I, I think it's the second most underrated comic yeah, film was of all time. That was really Man good. of Steel being the most underrated comic movie of all time. There he is. Um, Iron I Man. Might, the first Iron Man. I think it's better than the first Iron Man. Oh, really? Yeah, but then again, I... I really, really like the first Iron Man, but I don't love the first Iron Man the way a lot of people do. But
2: man, the Iron Man's first flight still gives me oh, the tingles, it's awesome. man. So with good with the
0: silver, the M- so Martin. good, Ooh. yeah. That whole scene that and whole that thing. music, yeah. He's flying, and Ooh. with the whole thing in the cave with the ensign and and all that kind of stuff, it's great. It's absolutely fantastic. Right. But I, I think Shang Chi might be my second. I think it's better than Doctor Strange. I think it's my what second about favorite. Guardians.
2: Guardians counts as a standalone, is
0: it? Yeah, because it's it's a group, but it doesn't involve any other
2: superheroes to help. But it, it
0: but it is a group. It's five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's
2: a, it's five characters, but they're all always known as one. You can't have one without the other, right?
0: I don't know. You think you can? Uh, I think you can. Come on, a Gamora movie. Come on. <laughs> well, listen. Most of Infinity War, most of Infinity War, the Guardians of the Galaxy were split up. Right, right. Like, right. You right, right. kind of saw them. Uh, so, I don't know. But yeah, I'm. That's that's interesting. Right? I'd have to if think if you take about out it the more. I'd have to think about it more but I think I I think of Guardians or sorry I think of Shang-Chi maybe is the second best solo I mean Captain America Winter Soldier and whatever They're kind of solo movies, I guess. Look, all I'll say is this. I think Shang-Chi's in the top five. Maybe not top three, but probably my top five. All right, what's next?
1: Zook's Pop Culture says, Greetings, John. Just heard that Bob Chapek has removed himself from D23 for fear of being booed. Thoughts? Keep up the great work. Go ahead. Yeah, we obviously talked about that at length. And again, if
0: it's some medical emergency thing, then all well wishes, you know, all well wishes, but anything short of that, this is an embarrassment to the company. All right. What's next? Gus,
1: Gus station farts dot farts <laughs> says they're starting <laughs> to come through and I can't stop them. John seeing his Andrew and Toby photos being retweeted. Oh, right on dude! The I'll tell you
0: what I remember that I was sitting out. I'm trying to watch football. And I had been contacted and said, hey, dude, those pictures might be real. So I I pulled them down immediately. They were only online for like five minutes. Like four or 500 people saw them according to my Twitter analytics. And I'm like, okay, I took it down, whatever. And then a little while later, I start getting texts from people. I'm like, what? And I start looking around. I'm like, I'm seeing these pictures that I had posted starting to propagate all over the place. Because, you know, hey, look, as soon as I found out I thought they might be real, I pulled it down. But there are other people who wanted to show the world those pictures and they took them intentionally and started spreading them around. And I'm like watching this going because Anne is there, too. And she has like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I I just feel like I'm watching a tidal wave happening. Oh <laughs> and I'm seeing gosh. those pictures start to go. All across the web. So, yeah, it was one of those nights. All right. What's next?
1: Jonathan brings us a five-parter here. Firstly, Spider-Man trailer. Fuck yes. (laughs) Without showing it, Toby and Andrew are there. But to be honest, I think the movie should lessen Strange's role, at least in terms of fighting. Here's why. Doctor Strange is an OP. No doubt. Overpowered. Dr. Strange is overpowered. Thank you. No doubt doubt about that. If he ever faced any of Spider-Man's villains, it'd be over in a second. The man held his ground against Thanos, for God's sake. So a villain like Doc or Electro or even Sandman is nothing to Strange. Agree? Secondly, what is with these auteur directors crapping on superhero movies? Denise, Scorsese, and now Ridley Scott coming in and saying these movies are fucking boring and shit. Like, what the fuck, man? God, you guys got me out here like a gangster. Is it just the norm now for these auteur filmmakers to crap on pop culture movies? Does that increase their status as auteur directors if they reject and mop and hate? Mock and hate on superhero movies. I get it. Their opinion. Who cares? I get it. But there's a difference between saying superhero movies suck and are fucking garbage and suck ass and say, yeah. Superhero movies have their audience, but it's just not for me. If you like them, more power to you. Your thoughts on Ridley Scott's comments. We got a few questions in here.
0: Yeah, well, well, first one up on that was the whole thing about. you know, is Doctor Strange be threatened at all? Listen, do not underestimate how powerful that Electro character was. That Electro character is pretty damn powerful. And If you really understand, like Sandman, he's formidable. I would not say they are nothing. Now, don't get me wrong. If Doctor Strange is going one-on-one with Electro, I'll take Doctor Strange in that. But Electro's a threat. And you, and even to Doctor Strange, he's a threat. I think the same is true as Sandman. I think you would have an easier
1: time with him If Lizard. you zap him and he passes out, Ain't no magic to be done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It gets,
0: it gets a drop on him. And when you look at, when you look at the power set, they gave electro in the amazing Spider-Man two, even to Doctor strange, that's a formidable enemy. You're going to have to take seriously again. Dr. Strange wins the fight, but I think, I don't think it's just like, Oh, that's nothing to him. I I think it's something. So I think that's pretty powerful. Anyway, on the, uh, on the Ridley Scott comments again, I'm with you. Um, Listen, I also think Ridley Scott's a little butt hurt right now, that he put out a really good movie. In um, the last, the last duel. duel, he put out a really good movie, and nobody wanted to see it. It's good too. You should see the last duel. I, I'm not a fan of the story structure that they chose, but it's a good movie. It's a solid movie. He did a really good job, but I cannot help to think that there's a little bit of butt hurtness with Ridley Scott that ain't nobody went to go see it. It made like $4 million on its opening weekend. It was an absolute flop. What? Yeah, it made like four. I knew it was low, but I didn't know it was that low. I think it was like four $4.5 million opening weekend. So I think Ridley Scott, there's a little bit of butthurt there. And again, what I don't understand is why these great filmmakers can't have a little more fucking class. Exactly. And just say... If some, look. The reporters are going to ask these directors about sure. comic book films. That's what they're going to do. So I don't blame them for talking about it. But when asked, it's just like what he said, what Jonathan just wrote. Just say, you know what? I love that audiences are enjoying these films. They're not for me. You know, uh, maybe this is not a, a, a thing of my time, or maybe it's just not for my sensibilities. You know, the comic book genre isn't really one that I rush out to watch. They're not for me. I don't don't go out of my way to watch them. But, hey, I, I love that people love them. You know, what's wrong with having a little bit of fucking class and just saying that? Instead, what Ridley Scott, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, reduces himself to looking like a fucking nobody YouTuber like John Campia and going on some miserable little rant. You're Ridley Scott, man you're Ridley fucking Scott. Carry yourself like it. There's no need to shit on the work of other filmmakers when you're Ridley Scott. There's no need to shit on the fans of other things when you're Ridley Scott. Just say, hey man, they're super popular. I don't like them. They're not for me. But uh, hey, good on them for having that kind of success. Just be a little classy about it. Instead of feeling the need that to make yourself, to remind everybody that you're Ridley Scott, that I need to put down the work of other filmmakers. For me to look good, it's like a kid in kindergarten. To make me look good, I have to make them look bad. It's beneath the station of a Ridley Scott. And so, look, of course he's entitled to his opinion, absolutely. But you're Ridley Scott, have some more class. Just say, it's not for me. I don't like him. And I don't blame, again, I'm sure the, the, the reporters just keep throwing these questions in his face and I'm sure he gets tired of it. But just smile and say, hey man, I love people that enjoy them, but they're not for me. Not my cup of tea. Don't really resonate with me. I don't seek them out. Right To come out and say, oh, these movies are shit. They're fucking boring. Come on, man. Show some class. I, I, I would give anybody else, I, I would give any other filmmaker the same hard time. If some other filmmaker went out there and said, Ridley Scott movies, pff, they're crap. There sucks. Like, listen, dude, you're a filmmaker yourself. Show some class. Just say you, you know, you're that really Scott movies just don't work for you and move on. But uh, yeah, that's my take on it. At any rate, I just think these guys need to show a little bit of class. Yep. All right, what's next?
1: Benjamin Mason says, I remember when the leaked video of Andrew Garfield on that scaffolding came out. You said you saw you said you saw it that it was debunked. Do you feel the same now that the trailer has come out with a similar setting and with the pics you posted and thought were fake? So here's the thing, yeah. So for those of you who forget, there was a video that came out of Andrew Garfield. Then I believe it
0: was the guy, I can't remember because this is going back. that like a year ago? No, 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 no. This is like a a month, two months, something ago. It was a little bit ago. But basically what happened was that video came out. I looked at it and said, I don't think that's real. And then apparently the guy who posted it even said it wasn't real. But Mm. then- His debunking got debunked by other people that looked at it and said, you know what? This actually looks quite accurate and quite real anyway. So when that video popped, I initially looked into it and I saw the debunking of it where the guy who even posted, I think it was the guy who posted. I could be wrong about that. Again, it was a little while ago. And so I'm like, all right. So when somebody asked me about it on show, I said, I think that was debunked already. But then some other people said that maybe it was real. So whatever. I don't know. Um, what do I think about it now? I, obviously I'd have to give that video a little bit more credit now. Now, today I'd have to give that video a little bit more credit. Um, knowing that we know, knowing the things that we don't know. Now that we've seen this trailer, where clearly there are two more Spider-Men in that, in that trailer. So yeah, today you'd have to give it more credit. You'd have to give it more credit. All right. What's next?
1: Wesley Cunningham says... Big question I still got. How is Norman even alive? Electro also died, but even he may be able to reconstitute himself or something as an energy being. Norman got impaled, died on his glider and was buried. Pulled from an earlier point in this time, maybe? Well, it's the same thing. Remember, Doc Ock also died. <laughs> Doc Ock died.
0: So what they, what John Watts said to Alfred Molina when asking him to be in the movie was, we're going to say the moment before you died, you were pulled through a portal and went up there. So it's all about when and time they got taken. So that's actually not a problem. You you answered your own question right up there at the end. They're pulled from an earlier point right before they die in their, in their reality. So that's the way I think they're going to handle it at any rate, the same way they handled Molina and Doc Ock. All
1: right, what's next? Anonymous says, hello, John, new subscriber here. Awesome. If Toby appears in Spider-Man No Way Home, could we perhaps see him in a standalone film where he returns back to his universe, either in Spider-Man 4 or Spider-Man 2099, since Raimi is directing Doctor Strange 2? No, I, I think that's, that's not in the cards.
0: I don't, think that's, I, I don't think they're looking at doing a 46- when the time they get around to doing that, a 47 or 48-year-old Tobey Maguire is Spider-Man again. So no, I and you're not... And by the way, once Sony starts making live-action Spider-Man movies, they're not going to let Marvel make their own live-action Spider-Man movies either. So I don't think that's in the cards. I mean, hell, we live in a world where Jamie Foxx is back as Electro, and I ain't mm-hmm. never thought that was possible either. So you never know, but I'd, I... If right you now, think, I think of that shot
1: in the trailer where it's Sandman and Jamie and, you just, and, and Lizard, and you just stop and go... These are the guys from the early 2000s. Yeah. Where do I live? What 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 universe am I in?
0: Yep. That's strange. All right. What's next?
1: Hakim says, hello from Singapore. I loved the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. I really thought they would show Toby and Andrew, but I guess showing all of the villains from the different universes would be enough to hook everyone to into buying a ticket. I'm certainly going to.
0: Listen, with all the talk about what wasn't in the trailer, you know, we talked about this the other day. We almost let get lost in the shuffle the fact that it's a really good trailer. It's a really good trailer. But it's not a trailer that's going to sell all the tickets. On November 29th. <laughs> as A as Ray sits over there uh, with a cold plate of eggs and ketchup because they're not being eaten. And a new trailer. I will win. A, a glorious trailer.
2: If I win,
0: please let me win. A magnificent third trailer. For Spider-Man No Way Home. That drops on the 28th
2: or the 30th. <laughs> that
0: will come out and
2: then all the tickets will be sold. You'll Make see it today. happen, Disney. Come on. <laughs> you know what's on the line. Chapek, you heard him. <laughs> make it, it happen. Do it.
1: What's next? Mark Goman says, oh, come on, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man is clearly going to save MJ's fall this time around. Full circle shizzle. I completely agree with you, Mark.
0: I think there's and I think there's mounting evidence for that. I Listen, I'll go so far as to say I think it's a missed opportunity if they don't. I think that if you're going to have Andrew Garfield in there and you're going to have MJ falling, it's got to be him saving her. It has to be. Anyway, all right, what's next?
1: Dakota Walker says, "I think when Peter goes to catch MJ, he does. But then he looks over to see Ned fell to his death. When Peter was focused on saving MJ, that would be, as Tom said, brutal.
0: I mean, if Ned dies in this thing, I think it is brutal. Now, I, my theory is that not only is Sony, is Spider-Man going back over to Sony, I think Ned's going to go with him. That's I, I'm just guess. I'm just guessing as speculation, but I think Ned goes with him. But if that were to happen." You know what? I haven't thought about this. I will be more emotional if Ned dies than I will if MJ dies. You you agree? You think so?
1: I love Ned. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love Ned. I would cry if he like. Don't get me. I I like Zendaya's MJ. I do. It's not Mary Jane Watson, but I mean, I like her MJ very much. But I think if I think if they showed a shot of one of them lying dead on the concrete down below, it'll be emotional for either of them. But I might actually go into tears if it's ned
1: you know what made me cry what's that remember um was it uh, oh an end game um when peter goes back to school and he and ned see each other for the first time since being brought back from the snap yeah. and they do the handshake i totally cried because i was like <laughs> i was like their friendship is so strong yeah i mean and, and uh
0: nine uh 19 19- 19 vlogs in the live chat is saying Peter has known Ned for way longer. It's true. Peter Peter's known Ned for they have a much longer relationship. All right. What's next?
1: Martin J says, why is no one talking about the other Green Goblin after the Willem Dafoe voiceover?
0: And mostly because I think most people believe it's the same Goblin just with the without the helmet on. I mean that might be right or that might be wrong. It might be right or it might be wrong. But I think that's the prevailing theory right now. We'll find out though, Martin. We'll find out. What's
1: next? Tim Amaro says, Good morning, John and team. Can we all stop and give props to John Watts for how good this looks? Not to mention the first two movies he's already given us. You know, I brought up on the show the other day that, hey, you know, we talk about the Spider-Man movies, and sure, we
0: talk about Kevin Feige. Deservedly so. We talk about the great job Tom Holland's done. Deservedly so. We have not been giving the credit to the director. John Watts has done a wonderful job with these films, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with No Way Home. And... He's going to do a great job with Fantastic Four. Don't forget, he's going to be doing Fantastic Four, which is one of the other reasons why I think it's proof that Spider-Man is moving to Sony. Because why would you pull pull John Watts off of Spider-Man to move him over to Fantastic Four? Because he's going to be available now because Spider-Man's going over to Sony. That's my theory. All right, what's next?
1: Just Your Average Jose says, Sports has taught me that when a talent starts talking about moving... Moving on, it's either a negotiation tactic to get the most money or they are done with the team. So I disagree that Holland is locked up to play Spider-Man. Also, talent can be more loyal to an individual rather than an organization as a whole. No, that's
0: completely not true. That's completely false. And anyway, keep going.
1: <laughs> Tom probably has no interest in doing Spider-Man without Feige slash MCU. Like a player who is who is loyal to a coach or GM, of course, maybe that won't matter if they give him all the money. When going back to D23 a couple of years ago, when it was announced that
0: Disney and Sony were ending their deal, Tom Hall is very vocal. He was still excited about playing Spider-Man. It wasn't going to be for Marvel anymore, but he was still going to play Spider-Man for Sony. And this whole notion, of, oh, he's going to have loyalty. Well, no. I mean, Kevin Feige's ending the deal too. They're ending the deal. The deal's run through. What is what is showing loyalty to, there is no loyalty. Look at Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard signed a three-film t- contract with Marvel to play Rhodey in Iron Man. Three-film contract. They just dumped his ass. They just dumped him. Three-film contract. Dumped him. Now I love Don Cheadle. Don't get me wrong. I love Don. Love him. Everything about him I love. But this. This is no loyalty. There is business. There is business. And what does it get? Well, no, I'm, I'm going to stay here and play Spider-Man for Kevin Feige. No, that's not an option on the table. Now, look, if the options on the table were, okay, you can either go and make Spider-Man movies with Sony or you can stay and make Spider-Man movies with Kevin Feige. Well, maybe he chooses to stay and make Ke- Spider-Man movies with Kevin Feige, but that's not a choice on the table. Kevin Feige ain't making Spider-Man movies after Sony takes him back. There is only one place to go, and that is to go play him over in Sony. He's not going to go, Nah, I don't think I'm going to be in these movies without, no, 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 that's not it. And I think they already got him locked under contract. Now, look, we don't even know for a fact that Spider-Man's going back to Sony. I'm speculating it. I think all the tea leaves are pointing to him leaving. I, I think it's becoming rather clear, but we don't know that he could very well still stay in Marvel. They, they, Sony and Marvel may re-up their deal and he stays in there. That is totally still on the table. Let's not forget that. But if he is going back over to Sony, yeah, Tom Holland's going with it. Tom Holland's absolutely going with it. But we'll see. We'll see. All right, thanks for bringing that up, man. I love it. I love it, Not Your Average Jose, when people draw it to sports analogies. So big thumbs up to you for doing that, brother.
1: All right, what's next? Anonymous says, hi, said this a day ago, but the big surprises was in reference to the event. Not the trailer. Yeah, which was
0: lame.
1: <laughs> this was made even more clear to me anyway with the special appearances made at the event. The order of words used on the poster is very important.
0: Yeah, and that's totally lame. They were totally trying to imply for the for the trailer. Big surprise. Big surprises. <laughs> <laughs> they were totally trying to imply that. So yeah, turns out those were things that were going to be oh tom holland's going to come out on stage nobody gives a crap nobody gives a crap except for the couple of hundred people who were there the people around the world the world the world (laughs) the whole world (laughs) that's it then when they saw these posters (laughs) going out that says join us for this with big surprises right when they saw that the obvious message was, oh, this trailer is going to have big... That was, that was the implied message. So you're right. Clearly, they were only referring to what was going to be happening there in person. But that was kind of lame. That's kind of lame. Because it was clear they knew what was being implied. Anyway. All right. What's next?
1: All right. Anonymous says, the Mephisto's train is going to keep rolling until he actually shows up. That's isn't he? Point. <laughs> Mephisto or Mysterio. No, but I'm surprised nobody has mentioned that Strange and No Way Home acting strange... Could be the strange supreme from what if. Now nah, they're not crossing over the what if stuff. This is Dr. Strange. And again, I totally
0: contend he, Dr. Strange is not acting strange. When you watch that new trailer, that is 100% consistent with how Dr. Strange acts. That's how Steven acts. Look at the way he interacted with Tony Stark. This is exactly the way he acts. So I, yeah, now we may go into the movie and then find out that this is a scroll. I mean, we could, that's possible. But Again, I just watched that trailer. It's like the way he's acting in this trailer is exactly how he acts. So I don't know,
1: but maybe that's just me, dude. All right, what's next? Tom Foolery Skullduggery says I I R C What's that stand for? Um I, I don't know. I don't know what I R C stands for. IIRC when the Sony and Marvel had their little Spider-Man sharing agreement spat, it was noted that Holland is under contract for one more film after No Way Home. This was speculated to be the next Avengers film, so we'll see him at least one more time in the MCU. By the way, IRC and thank you everybody in the live chat who threw it out. It stands for if I recall correctly.
0: Oh, okay. Man. Um I'm not that hip guys. Okay. (laughs) So here's, here's the thing. We've talked about this before. A lot of people think, well, wait a minute. They said that Tom Holland, there is one more film in the contract. So that means he's going to be in at least one more film. No, not necessarily. I just pointed out Terrence Howard had three more films. I had two more films on his contract. All that, all that contract means is that if the studio wants to make another movie that has you playing that role, you need to come and play in that role. It does not obligate the studio to use you. It doesn't obligate the studio to use you. So, while there is a provision that Holland would need to come back to be in one more MCU movie, that doesn't mean the MCU is going to make one more with him in it. Probably will. Probably will. You know, I think he's going to be in, in Doctor Strange 2. I think Spider Man's going to be in Doctor Strange 2. So, he probably will. But The assumption that that, oh, well, there's a contract with one more film, that automatically means it's a guarantee that he'll be back for one more. Nope, that's not how it works. He probably will. I think he will. You think he will. But just so we are clear, it is not an automatic. So because this kind of stuff happens all the time. All right, what's next?
1: interstellar indigo unico says in less than 24 hours the second trailer already has two 28 million views on sony's youtube channel and 10 million on marvels plus the more than 100 million from the first trailer with youtube ads are they already making money or at least offsetting the marketing costs that's a great question
0: well they're offsetting the marketing costs a bit but here's the thing people think you know what? I'm. I, this is worth opening up the campy classroom for. I'm gonna open. I'm gonna open up the campy classroom. <laughs> wow! For. Surprise session. Surprise <laughs> session. Of the campy Come classroom. Come on, kids. Uh, School's in, kids. Um, Never stop learning. Let's see here. Uh, uh get rich on YouTube. Okay, we're gonna music
3: program.
0: This. I'm, I'm gonna only spend a second on this, but <laughs> the, here's here's the interesting thing about this. All right, here's the interesting thing. So a lot of people think that oh look. Uh, That that video got 100,000 views. Woo, that person must be rich. That video's got a million views. Well, they're probably set for life. Here's the reality. Here's the reality. Generally speaking, generally, I put that in, in big capital words. Generally speaking, 1 million views equals about... 1500 bucks. A million views. That's it. Generally will equal about 1500 bucks. Now, there can be a range uh can range from you know, maybe $1200 to maybe three maybe like on the outside we'll say $4000. It really depends on what your subject matter is cuz depending on the subject matter of your videos, like if you're a video that talks specifically about, um, legal arbitration and you talk about small claim or you talk about injury law and stuff like that, right? Ad rates for those videos are going to be much, much higher because law firms are going to be buying ads there and they'll pay much more for that. So there's certain topics on YouTube that will pay significantly more in your CPM well, that's your your ad rate basically. We'll pay a significantly higher ad rate for stuff like that. But for general stuff, like movie channels and things like that, you're generally looking roughly around you get a million view video, probably making between fifteen hundred bucks, probably right around there. Maybe a little bit less, maybe a bit more, maybe like two thousand, maybe even up to three thousand, whatever. Wow. If you're making stuff like medical procedures, research videos, uh, legal. Stuff like that. Things where those industries will pay top dollar for those ad spots, those targeted placed ad spots. You can make a lot more money, but for the general videos, it's that. So we're looking now at things. So let's say 100 million views. So for Disney, let's say 100 million views uh, multiplied, let's say 1,500 bucks. So let me, because I can't do this in my head. I should be able to do this in my head, but I I went, I I did law guys. I didn't do mathematics. Okay. Cut me some slack. (laughs) So here we've got, uh, 1 million, uh, views, sorry, a hundred million views. So, oh, that's times a hundred. So just add two zeros to that 15,000, right? That's all I have to do. Right. I think so. So zero, zero. So you're looking at, uh, $150,000. Probably $150,000, maybe maybe $200,000, maybe $300,000 for 100 million views. Wow. And how now, much did
1: this film make, cost to make?
0: The cost, well, the marketing on it is probably going to be in the $60 to $80 million range. But here's the thing. It's cheap advertising. So it's not about... The win for Disney and Sony here, and actually it's really for Sony. Sony's the one spending the the marketing budget. The win for Sony here is not that they're making money on people watching the YouTube videos. That's nothing for them. The win is, traditionally speaking, if you want to put out a trailer or TV spot that got 100 million views, you're paying 20 to $30 million to get that. You're paying to get those eyeballs on your marketing. Now a studio can put together its trailer, spend a lot of money making the trailer for sure. And then just drop it on YouTube and get the hundred million views. So financially it is a huge win for something like Sony, even though it doesn't make them money, it practically makes them money because getting that kind of exposure 15 years ago for a studio, you're talking about a multiple million dollar ad buy somewhere here 100 million views or more, you know, so there, yeah, there's that. All right. What's next?
1: Not Kevin Feige says, since they're crossing over the MCU with the Sony-verse, do you think there will be a MCU and Fox-verse crossover as well in the future? Um, well, it's kind of a non-contrasting
0: comparison because Fox is now MCU. That's the thing. It's not that they're crossing it over. It's that... All those Fox properties are now MCU. Like, could we see a couple of gimmicky cameos in Spider-Man: No Way Home as as Doctor Strange says, "They're all coming through, and I can't stop them"? Sure, right? I, I'm saying Wesley Snipes. I'm not going to fall over surprised if Wesley Snipes' Br- Blade doesn't come through. I'm not going to be shocked if Halle Berry doesn't come through a Storm. I'm not going to be shocked if that happens.
2: John, that was a great Sean Connery of uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> Wait,
0: what? <did> <laughs> I- <laughs> Is that Sean Connery Doctor Strange as he did? Um, but it moving forward, it's going to be a brand new fantastic Four that is all MCU. It's going to be brand new X-Men that is all MCU X-Men. So it's not really a crossover. It's. They're in the family now. It's, it's part of the family. All right, what's next?
1: B says, theory on why Andrew Garfield isn't lying. The Toby and Andrew Spider-Man will be in No Way Home, but not the actors using their universe-specific suits with little screen time and always masked. Other actors will be used, so Toby and Andrew really aren't in the movie. The
0: only way that that's possible is if indeed, as I suspected... The pictures that I posted are fake. If the pictures I posted are fake, which is what I thought until I got calls from studios. If the pictures I posted are fake, then that's possible. If they are not fake, then obviously that's not the case. And Andrew Andrew Garfield was brutally lying when he said in an interview on today's show just the other day Listen, I am not in the film. And 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 Tom Holland is lying. When he was interviewed the other day and said, listen, nobody believes me when I tell them that those guys aren't in this film, but at some point you're going to have to believe me. They're just straight up lying. Unless, unless those pictures, the one in particular that I posted was indeed fake as I suspected it was. And now the whole world is telling me that it isn't fake. And... Hey, it is what it is. But if it is fake, first of all, after I do a mountain of gloating, <laughs> if it turns out that those pictures are fake and I was right the whole time that they were fake, I will do a mountain of gloating. Uh, but that probably isn't going to be the case. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing. If the, pic- the, the only way that theory be tipped can be real is if those pictures are fake and uh and I don't now I don't think they are cuz I got contacted by Stu so I don't know we'll have to see. All right, time for one
1: more. What's the last one today? Okay, Ryan says, "Do you think that the invisible fighter in the Spider-Man trailer is Venom and that they're waiting for Venom 2 to be out of theaters?"
0: Um, I don't think they're waiting for Venom 2 to be out of theaters. I just don't know that they'd want to give away the Venom part in it. Like I again, I think it's possible that it's Venom and Doc Ock. And they may not want to give away the big plot twist that Doc Ock actually ends up being a hero in the movie, right? That's giving away a big plot twist. And they may not want to give away the plot twist. So, again, I still think it's the two other Spider-Men, but you never know. You know what I said? That was the last one. Let's Let's do one more. Then we'll call it a day.
1: Tupac fan says, hi, John, just a thought. If it wasn't for all the controversy regarding James Franco, I wonder if he would have been in no way home. Also dreading the spoiling cult. If I can't get to see the movie on the first day due to work <clears throat> being be having a social media blackout.
0: Yeah. Okay. You know what? Um,
1: I think you're a hundred percent right.
0: I think you're a hundred percent right. I think if it wasn't for all the controversy surrounding James Franco and his off-camera antics, I I I can't imagine that he wouldn't be in this movie, right? I can't imagine that he wouldn't be in this movie. Now there are some people out there who still think that that one shot of Goblin is actually James Franco.
1: I I, I have a hard so. time
0: believing that. I don't think I don't think Seth Kevin Rogen Feige even
1: came out. Yeah, and was even like, Seth
0: Rogen saying friends, I'm not gonna work with James like, anymore. Yeah, no. Right? I can't see Kevin Feige inviting that kind of controversy into his house Mm -mm. um and as of right now Bob Iger is still the chairman of Disney so even if Kevin Feige wants to I don't think Bob Iger would let him invite that kind of drama into the house and look I'm not I'm not sitting here saying I believe in the innocence or guilt of James Franco I'm not giving my opinion on this whatsoever I'm just saying that it's out there and I don't think Kevin Feige wants to invite that circus into the MCU house but if it wasn't for that yeah I think we would have seen him in there I really do. I can't imagine why they wouldn't have. I think they absolutely would have had him in there. All right, guys, that'll do it. For today's installment of the John Camp Show, listen, there are still more questions here to go from DNA, Spencer, um, another from Tupac Fon. Do not worry about it, guys. I'm going to do a companion video a little bit later, and we will get all caught up on these questions that you guys sent in today. So keep your guys' eyes open for that. But for now, that'll do it. For today's installment of The John Kambi Show, thank you guys so much for being here. Big special thank you to all you guys who sent in the super chat comments and the, the questions via the tip link. Number one, because you gave us great fun things to talk about. But number two, you supported this channel as you did. And all of us involved at The John Kambi Show, thank you guys so very much for your support. I want to thank, of course, uh, the two people joining me in here today. We got Ray Ora. Ray, yep, thanks for yep, being yep. here, man. Where can people
2: follow you, dude? I think I gave you my new lower third.
0: I didn't I, th- I did oh, get okay. it okay.
2: Well just add me on instagram it's ray aura with a zero
0: ray aura with a zero um and and, and also once you were in twitter is that ray aura underscore
2: yeah ray aura underscore but
0: on instagram one more time because you post don't you post some of your thumbnail work on your sometimes
2: instagram well? if i if i really like so
0: say it. so say your instagram again
2: it's ray aura but instead of a o it's a zero. Oh, so for the o and aura make a zero yeah because Got you it. know
0: Okay. And of course, Kimberly, thanks for being here. Where can people follow
1: you? Yeah, guys, I am on Instagram at wasgoodkimberly. It's W-U-Z good K-A-M-B-E-R-L-Y.
0: And of course, you guys can follow me on social media, simply at John Campia. All right, guys, that'll do it for today. Thanks a lot for being here. My name's John Campia. And until next time, my friends, bye-bye.